Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Oh, yeah. On 98 Rock. All right, there it is. A Tuesday, the fourth day of April. 2023 thanks for being here my name is jason bailey right there that's nikki d that is me good afternoon and there's nelson what a beautiful day indeed huh it is your phone number 916-909-0985 always uh free listen on the odyssey app download the podcast please uh seems to be a fan favorite which we appreciate uh that's greatly especially from you two peers online uh, also on social media at Listen to the BS on Instagram and on Facebook. I think I mentioned everything, right? Did you just sneeze? I did not. I coughed. Thank you, though. But I was going to give you a God bless you. I know, and that's why I was saying thank you because I knew that a God bless you was coming. I didn't want you to give me a false one. I'm a big God bless you guy, and I'm a big fan of putting. Even though I'm not an overly religious person, I'm a big fan of throwing the God in front. Mm-hmm. I think that's the proper way to say it. I think people that leave the God out, even if you're not religious, you're just half assing it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to bless somebody, you go full balls to the wall. And I appreciate that about you. Right, Nick? Right, Nikki? <laughs> you, you do. You put mm-hmm. God in there and make sure they know where the blessings are coming from. You can tell a lot about a person if they don't <laughs> throw the God in before the bless you part. Exactly. You know, it's like, where do you stand? Are you a red coat? Are you a commie bastard? I think I might have been. I think I've been letting the God slip. <laughs> I'm Shame sorry. You. you can tell a lot about a person if they throw the God in front of them. <laughs> you, really, it's funny because, I mean, later on, actually, we're going to have a similar conversation. But, uh, I, I it, again, I'm not, in a, I'm, not, I'm not thumping a Bible here by no stretch. But I, it just, it, it, I, I look at you and I, I, I think differently about you. <laughs> It's the, I don't know if it was the way I was raised or what. I have no idea. Uh, we've got tickets to Six Flags. We'll give you here at the end of this hour if you're interested. Actually, a four-pack of tickets. So if you have three friends or if you'd like to find three friends before you want to go out there, uh, make sure you're paying attention. We'll play Order Up. Those tickets are on sale now. Sixflags.com slash Discovery Kingdom. Uh, exclusive after-hours event. They say for the bravest souls with a terrifying clown underground haunted house. A lot of people are afraid of clowns. My wife is afraid of clowns. She won't. She was scarred. Um, I guess when she was younger, like one of her family members forced her to watch. What is it? The, uh, the clown movie. Insane clowns from out. Killer, Ooh, killer, killer clowns. clowns. Killer oh, clowns. Yeah. Around. Such a great movie. And they freak her out. Mm-hmm. Like like badly freak her. I I forced her to go watch it with me one time. <laughs> And our son, <laughs> when we came home, he had gotten red balloons and he had put one. Oh, no. He had put one around the mailbox and then he put a <laughs> couple inside. Up. <laughs> I was like, That's so mean. The best prank he could have done. By the way, it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Caleb. Happy birthday, Caleb. S- happy birthday. Gare Zone, select rides, uh, all kinds of good stuff at Six Flags. So we'll do it. Um, Nikki, we found out, is afraid of, well, at least I did, afraid of ghosts. She's not I'm a not fan. afraid of ghosts. I'm afraid of oh. ghosts I don't know. <laughs> what? Say that out loud again. I am afraid of ghosts I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. You don't know any ghosts. I do know a few, actually. It's happened in my lifetime. 
my aunts and things have come back and, you know, I've had some encounters with them. Are they ghosts or are they, like, do you call them spirits? or like Spirits, ghosts, whatever the same you want to call them, they came back. Because my father-in-law thinks ghosts, no. What is it? Angels or zombies? Yeah, he thinks angels are zombies. <laughs> no, 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 angels are aliens. Sorry, mm-hmm. not zombies. Angels. Okay, aliens. Yeah, he thinks angels are aliens. And he's a big-time thumper. Um, but he thumps, like, in that, like, Branch Davidian way. Ooh. You know, like, I mean, he's not part of a call, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. he's like, you got these extreme <laughs> views. So the reason I say this is Nikki texted me, was it last night? Last night, yes. Yeah, last night. She was there by herself at the house, the Airbnb, mm-hmm. that we're all living uh, at together. Well, me part-time now, but uh, I still have residency there. <laughs> and she texts me, and she's, I don't have no idea where you were at, Nelson, but she's at, she's at home by herself, and she's terrified. She says, like, there's ghosts in this place. So what are you talking about? There's ghosts in this place. She goes, you know damn well there's ghosts in this place. This is your fault. You got this place. You found it. You knew it was haunted, and you knew you were going to be moving out before the rest of us. I hear. What did you? Hold on. Let me pull it up. What you said? Because it was actually really funny. You said something like, "They're they're making eggs with a frying pan." Or <laughs> oh, I'm mean, here. I'm here alone, and all kinds of things are going on out there. Meaning. Outside of her bedroom. Exactly. She's locked in her room, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> locked in her room, and there's a ghost party going on on the other side of the door. There was. It was crazy. There's a ghost in the attic. There he is. You call him the attic walker. He is an attic walker. But there's no, like not a whole attic, though. No relationship to uh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and he's back, because he's been there before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's one ghost who dropped a pot. Or something out there. That's the ghost that was probably making eggs. I don't know what the ghost was doing out there, but it was a lot. I even text Nelson like, are you here or literally mm-hmm. are those the ghosts out there? Because this is getting crazy. I just wonder what was going on. So, so when did the ghost stop cooking? <sighs> I was so scared. And I'm not even going to lie. I was so scared that I ended up just literally closing my eyes and forcing myself to go to sleep. Because otherwise I would have got up and drove over to your house. I couldn't take it. First, there was walking, just walking up and down. And I'm like, okay, the attic ghost is back. But why does he only come out at certain times of the night? Like, (laughs) does he not think I'm here yet? Does he think no one's here still? So I'm like, all right, I know attic ghost. Then I hear the pot fall, and I'm like, oh, pot oh ghost. gosh, oh now there's another ghost. This is too much. There's a lot of people listening right now salivating wanting to meet pot ghosts. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Now I'm starting to feel a little scared, and I didn't like it. So I forced myself to go to sleep. So I don't know what time they stopped carrying on, but I couldn't take it anymore. I, I did fail to mention that the owner of our Airbnb, this guy Steve, very nice guy, mm-hmm. very, very nice guy. Before I rented it, he told me (laughs) that there was a family, two Mm -hmm. families. Mm -hmm. No, let's make it three. Let's make it three or he told you three. Three families. (laughs) Wow. That were vacationing from Toronto Uh to Sacramento. They wanted to come here. Because they wanted to go to uh, to Mel's diner. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an escaped convict from the local jail. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And he killed them all in the house. <laughs> With a pot? With a pot. Yeah. <laughs> Cast iron skillet. Oh, my God. So that's why, that's why you're hearing what you're hearing. Mm. I, I did not tell you that story because I thought 
One, you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and two, uh, I didn't want to scare you. But yeah, there's a whole family of dead people in there. Okay, well, your story- One was a chef, too, by the way. Your story sounds very far-fetched. <laughs> and the other one, he owned his own- Insula, uh, insulation company. Mm-hmm. That's why he's in the attic. Okay, but I've heard it, so mm-hmm. I know they are there. I don't know where they come from. I don't know the, anything about the story you're telling, but there are definitely ghosts in that house. Yeah, and I know. They are freaking me out. I know. I'm, ju- I'm, I'm back in your play right now. I'm just letting you know where they come from. They're very friendly people, though. They did not want to die. No. Well, I'm the, just- the axe murderer is not there. He, he's he's serving he's serving a lifer. He lives, so the, he's he not lived. dead. And the well, he's the yeah, because yeah. obviously he's the murderer. Right. Um, they picked him up at the TJ Maxx. <laughs> He was buying. He walked in to buy new clothes because he had blood all over his. Oh, okay. That mm-hmm. alarmed the people working there. They called the police. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Sweet polo stuff. Some chaps. Well, you guys need to stop leaving me there alone. Mm. Well, I've got a house now. My family's in town. Um, you, you're more than welcome to come over and sleep on the couch or something. But um, I, I don't know where Nelson's at. We don't know where Nelson goes. I don't know where he went. We, Nelson, we were together. He left. Like we get off the air at seven, <laughs> and he just. Disappears and he sleeps until like he, he sleeps until two forty five in the afternoon. No. <laughs> he literally wakes up fifteen minutes before the show and rolls in here. Fair. Um, it's I don't a, know. It's a problem, and you you have to. She's terrified. I was terrified. You're gonna have to stay. At, you're gonna you're gonna have to stay at the Airbnb. She's supposed to be my protector. She was in the military. She fought fires. Yeah, but she didn't fight ghosts. I did not fight ghosts, and for some reason, when you guys are there, they're not as active as they were last night. And in, in her defense, you should be there. If anybody's going to be the ghost fighter, it'd be you. <laughs> Why is it me? Because, think about it, you like to do what? Eat. Eat. <laughs> what I'm it, the closest one to being dead, is that what you're saying? Like, no. <laughs> what did Pac-Man like to do? Eat. And oh. what did he eat? Ghosts. He eats ghosts. Bam! Yeah. That is a very good analogy. What up? <laughs> Got Don't leave me anymore, Nelson. So if you hear in your bedroom the ghost <laughs> and you hear outside the door Nelson walking mm-hmm. and then you hear a boom. <laughs> he just ate a ghost. Oh, no. He kind of looks like a big Pac-Man. Yeah. 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 yeah, just even with my shirt off. <laughs> Not six-pack. Man, no, oh, just one pack. <laughs> one pack. One pack. Old pack. <laughs> Three pack. Four pack a dollar. Uh, our friend, our coworker Cam, is going to pop back in here uh, so she can finally uh, finish the story, pay it off of of her dating situation with this guy. Uh, we learned, I learned from her that in order to be, was it official? Right. You have to get the the other person to delete all the apps and their accounts. Mm-hmm. So this guy that was she was getting serious with, mm-hmm. she said there's a bunch of red flags, which we'll bring up again. And now I guess it's a situation. So we'll call it sex and sack with Kemp, and uh, we'll have her in uh, studio next. So the BS on ninety eight Rock. I was very excited to learn from our friend and coworker Kim that nowadays, you know because I'm not single, and I have not been single for quite some time. It, once you're official, you uh, d- delete the apps, the dating apps, like Bumble Me and Grind On Me, and then you have to delete the accounts. Right, Kim? That's yeah. what you got to do. So uh, you were in a situation, and I think this is like you're, a, you're like the stereotypical single woman in Sacramento, right? 
you're, you're, you're on the apps, I you're going to the so. bars, mm-hmm. you, you know, the boys, you, you're very successful, you're, you're a business mm-hmm. professional, you're attractive, but you just can't land the dude. I just can't do it. Well, it's, it's the men's fault. It's not mine. Well, of course it is. Yes. Okay. So I think this is, <laughs> when we talk to you, it's going to be very helpful okay. to both women and men. Okay. So it's going to be so helpful and so big that we actually have an intro for you. Okay. Okay. You ready? You got it? I Go am ahead. ready. Right here. Just asked you about it. I know. I have it right It's the BS. The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. I want sex in the city. Sex in sack. It's sex in sack. Our co-worker Kim is single and ready to mingle. Sex in sack. Yeah. It's sex in sack. <laughs> it's time to talk sex in sack. See? Isn't that perfect? It's cute. Wasn't the smoothest Very. of playing for the first time, but it's it's now it's it's your show. It's your game. So you now can explain this guy. Would we call him Ralph, right? I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we called him Ralph. Okay. So this guy you were dating for like a month. Yes. It but was, I knew him since December. Right. It was serious. You guys would take trips. Not trip. Weekend stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. Like weekend getaways. Mm-hmm. Nap or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time together. Yes. You know, I think even you had a little sleepover sometimes. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> so this is serious stuff. Yes. But there are a bunch of red flags. Yes. And uh, a couple of them were what? Um, he wasn't emotionally available. Yeah. Didn't want to ever move to Sacramento. Yeah. Um, never really wanted to do what I wanted to do. It was always... Always about him. Yes. Always about him. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to, you to drive a crap car, right? Yes. Yeah, horrible. Um, what was the reason for that? Um, He said that men need to have cool cars and... And women don't. don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was that was the big kibbutzie. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got rid of this guy. We did. Okay. We broke it off with him. Okay. Now, now when I say we, because we're in this together... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you were still you were still poking around when you were with Ralph. I I mean I was swiping through that. You had hat. a bunch of you had a bunch of wieners in the campfire. No, 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 no. Oh. I was just swiping through the apps, but I didn't go out with I don't think I went out with anyone else. I, I think remember. you did. I think I heard you did. No, you didn't. Oh, I didn't? Okay. Am I not supposed to say that? I thought I heard you did. Did did you not tell me that? I said that she had a potential date with a doctor. Yeah. Okay, so you went out with a doctor while you were with Ralph. No, okay, so I, in my head, I cut it off with Ralph. Oh. <laughs> and then I was going to go out with Better than cutting else. off Ralph's head. Yes. <laughs> and then I was going to go out with someone else, but um, he kind of ghosted me. So. The doctor ghosted you? Yes. Well, what kind of doctor was he? Cardiologist. Oh. I know, missed opportunity. Totally missed opportunity, because you're looking for that. You know, you know, like, sure, I don't mind being on your credit card guy. Exactly. Right, exactly. The right. soft life. So we're back on the apps now. Yes, we are. Trying to find sex and sack. Unfortunately. And do we have any new potentials? Um, No, I did go out with a guy. I think it was last weekend. Yeah? But I, okay, so there's these Facebook groups yeah. where, like, women post, like, are you, I can't say the name of it, but, like, if you're dating the same guy. And then, um, so I posted his picture. And apparently he likes to um, spend all his money at the strip club. So. Oh. oh, yeah. You don't want that. No. That's very 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was over with. Okay. So you don't want a guy that likes to go to the, the, the strip club? No. No. Yeah. Okay. Did he give you that impression on your date? Um, um, no. So you had a good time on the date? Yeah, it was a good time. So um, what are we looking for? Oh Age. Um, okay. So Range. Between 35 to 45. And you're how old? 
31. Okay, so a little bit older. Yes. Um, more seasoned. Someone who has a good job. I would say own a house, but it's California and things are really expensive. Um, but you don't want them to be homeless. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, you said that you, you were kicking it around like I, it's if they don't have a house, I understand. No, like if they rent. Okay. Well, look, homeless people, <laughs> I'm sure they're on the apps too. I know if I were homeless, you know, a lot of the homeless have cell phones. I would be on the apps looking for three hots and a cot. Right? <laughs> no, um, they need to want more kids if they have kids. What about physical? What is it? Um, Black, white? I kind of date everything. Everything. Yeah, I'm not okay. picky on that. Doesn't matter hair, eye color? No. What about um, physique? Yeah, thank you. Um, a dad bod is fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really big. into muscles. <laughs> yeah, like that's fine too. Okay. I'm not really picky. What okay. about a Nelson? Would you go for a Nelson guy? No. I'm a little heavy. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little outside of her uh, weight range. No. Well, you don't know. Stop putting words in her mouth. No. She might like a, you know, this I, I mean, look, does he look I, snuggly? <laughs> I, I don't really discriminate. I'm yeah. warm. I'm so, warm when it's cold, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If I were a woman without electricity or heat, I would totally date you just to mm-hmm. burrow into your sides. And listen, <laughs> I have tools, but I also have soft hands. So it's like best of both worlds. You know what I've heard about guys your size? Mm. You're very good in bed. Uh, because we have to be. Once we finally got the chance, yeah. once one person finally gave us the chance, it had to be on. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> remarkable things. Have you been with a, a large man? Um, Not large. I don't know about downstairs, but upstairs. Yeah. I am. I can't remember. I don't know. You would remember. (laughs) Yeah, you would. Yeah. You would. It would have taken a couple weeks to unflatten. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's back surprisingly well. But see, that's why I would, if I were a woman, I would definitely give it a test run with mm. a with a Nelson type. I mean, I'm not I, saying Nelson in general, but I'm just saying a bigger guy because these guys are like, no woman, no woman wants me. I'm, you know, I'm going to be single forever. But they, these women, don't realize that it's just untapped territory below the waist. I mean, I'm kind of more worried about not Age. so much the physical uh. and like how they treat me and. If they are emotionally available. Oh, these guys are totally emotionally because they got they got nothing else. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm ready to worship you if you just, like, just if you want to be put on a pedestal. And he's only a phone like literally. He'll if you want to date for an hour, he's there. Oh my gosh. He's a he's a dude. You know, he's just and there. I pay. So oh my God, I pay for dates. No. On saying. the weekends, uh, mm, let's see, well, quickly, on the, yeah. on the weekends, where do you go? Because we were down um, with Mickey, our midday rock star, yeah. uh, at Iron Iron Horse. Yes. And you were around the corner. Yes. At so were you on the prowl? I was on a date. You were on a date? Yes. With whom? The guy who spent money at the strip club. Oh, um, this is the strip club guy. Yeah. So we went there. We went to the Clayton Club, and then we went to the casino. Well, it, it, was, it was fun. The red flag when he uh, when he pulls out, you know, uh, a money clip of all ones. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it wasn't ones, but okay. So he had cash. Yeah. What did he do? Drug dealer, right? No, he owned a business. Why do you have to and be I a can't drug dealer? Say it. I don't know. Is it an all cash business? No, oh. it's a legit business. Okay. Like Kim looks like owns- she would get hornswoggled by a guy that says he owns a business, but he's like. <laughs> No, not the biggest drug dealer in Sacramento, but like the fourth. Biggest no, drug I background check all these guys. Do you really? Yes, you that, have to. That's a necessity, huh? Yes, because there's so many that are married. Um, that I 
there was one guy I didn't talk to him. I saw this on Facebook. Um, he apparently murdered his dad. Yeah, that's that's a red flag. Major. Yeah. Because you don't want to be murdered on a date. No, not no, really. No. I agree. It's it's dangerous out there nowadays. It is. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. bad for you. That's why I like talking about this stuff. Because, you know, I'm not there, thank God. <laughs> you know, because it's <laughs> that just. That makes me feel good. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. you just want to get out of the game. I, I tell yeah. people all the time, and they, they I, I get beat up when I say this, but because it makes me sound narcissistic. <laughs> when I say, I when, when I got out of the game, I was happy to get out of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I fell in love with my wife. There's no doubt about it. That's the reason I got out of the game. Mm-hmm. But even before that, the game got too easy. It was like, you know, fishing with dynamite. And so it was boring. Uh, I, I wanted somebody steady. I wanted, mm-hmm. some, you know, I wanted that. And that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. At some point in time. You know, you see these guys that are like my age, 47 and, and even older, mm-hmm. that are still out there trying to live their, their heydays, and they look silly. Yes. Absolutely silly. And what is it? What happens is you start lying because that's the only way you're going to impress the really good looking 25 year old at the bar. I mean, they don't even lie. Like a lot of them on the apps are like, oh, I'm married. Just want them something discreet. Yes. Oh, well, they do say that. That's honesty. Then that's a that's a plus. But no. Huh? But no. There is also a guy who said huh? that he was divorced, but he was actually still living with his wife and they actually never filed for divorce because I looked it up. Oh, that's a lie. That's bad. But the other guys are good. No. He's like, look, I'm married. I just want sex. You got to appreciate the honesty. Well, why doesn't he just get a divorce? Uh, because he doesn't want to. He really loves his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't love you, but wants to have sex with you. No. They're two totally different things. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Before we end, before we start playing playing the out, out beds, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta end with the, the, the intro. Make it the outro. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Play it again. It's the BS. The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. I want sex in the city. Sex in sack. It's sex in sack. Our co-worker Kim is single and ready to mingle. Yeah. Sex in sack. It's sex in sack. So catchy. It's time to talk sex in sack. You might have to get rid of the cliche, you know, front part of that. Yeah, for to sure. do it again. <laughs> All right, come back next week. Yes. Check back. back. All right. Kim, Cuddly Kim, what do you want to be called? I got to give you a nickname. Not Cuddly Kim. Oh, okay. Terrible. Um, that um, does not sound appealing. No, not at oh all. Oh, my God, that's what every guy wants is a woman to cuddle. No. No. From behind. No, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. That's gross. That's, I'm so sorry. I didn't even, that wasn't even me in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's my alter ego. Oh. Uh, I'll come up with a cool nickname. Okay. All right. And I think we need to set up a, um, an email account for you. Mm-hmm. So we'll work on that in the next week. Okay. Because there's definitely, you're going to get some, you're gonna, you, there's going to be some people that are going to be like, let me see this Kim girl. Well, I need to see them first. Okay, that's fine too. Because <laughs> I, look, I, I'm telling you right now, you're the catch of the town. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're I don't the, know about that. You're Scully's catch of the day. Mm, I don't yeah. know about that. All right. Well, thank you for coming in. All right. Be happy. There's a guy out there. There is. I promise you. All right. First round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got coming up? I'm going to tell you what benefit millions in Cali may be losing and who grabbed the number one spot for the men's basketball tournament. Excellent. All right. Two big stories from today. Pay attention. Then after that, we'll give you Six Flags tickets. All right. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, news, news. 
time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, here we go. First round of headlines. Nikki D, please. Millions of Californians are expected to lose health benefits. H1. If we don't do this right, it will be low-income um, families, often working families, um, that will fall off of coverage. Pandemic era protections have ended here in California. And what that is, is during the pandemic, they pretty much opened up the scale to where if you qualify for Medi-Cal in some areas that may be called Medicaid or CHIP benefits, now you're going to go back to the standard of having to actually qualify for these benefits each year. Now, the problem with that is right now, over 15 million people have the Medi-Cal coverage. When they send out these renewal packages, they're sometimes 20 pages long. Sometimes people don't get them filled out correctly. Sometimes they're sent to you in a different language than what you speak. So it's a lot of complications and issues that sometimes come with these packages when they send them out. What they're fearing is now probably two to three million people are going to lose coverage. Yeah, they, they they don't make it easy for you to get coverage. No. Even if you get it through your employer. Uh, I mean, I was self-employed last year, so that was the first time I had ever had to get my own insurance. And funny you're doing that story is today I canceled that, mm-hmm. you know, because now we have, you know, big boy jobs. Right. And it, it was it was not easy to do. To cancel it. To cancel it. Oh, wow. See, it, I didn't know that. It, it's not an option, by the way. Like, press one for press two for canceling was not an option so you press whatever number you get to somebody and of course they can't help you and then they take you to like the most miserable old lady in the world (laughs) there's only one and she works for the insurance companies you'll get her if you want to cancel and she just kept repeating i kid you not like a robot she just kept repeating the coverages i had because i was asking her about the eye stuff i'm like i need it all canceled and when she would respond with, I'm canceling that, 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 I said, look, lady, I understand. I hear you, but that's not what I'm asking. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and then she gets snippy with me. Like, it's my fault because she's stupid. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The dumbest people always blame everyone else. Right. Amazing. So you got it canceled, though. I don't know. Oh, you still don't know? I still don't know. You don't get like an email confirmation or nothing? Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. I mentioned email. <laughs> had no idea what it was. <laughs> no idea what it was. I find that hard to believe. All right. UConn wins fifth national championship, H2. Hurley and the Huskies have their dreams come true. Monday night, UConn beat the San Diego State. 76 to 59, making it their fifth national championship, which means they have won a championship every single decade for the past four decades. Is that, what they're, cool. is that what they're called? The San Diego State? Yeah. <laughs> like the Ohio State? Were you, mm-hmm. were you supposed to put their, their mascot afterwards? or No, they you just, just said they, they beat the San Diego State. Well, take out the. They beat San Diego State 76 to 59. Oh, yeah. I know. We were there. We were at Pete's watching it. Oh, were you? Uh, weren't you with me? Oh, no, you weren't. I wasn't there. No, she was getting assaulted by the ghost. Oh, the that's Airbnb. right. <laughs> I wasn't there. What's today? Today's Tuesday. Today's, Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. It happened you know last night. I wasn't night. with you last night. You know I was home scared by oh, myself. Oh, that's right. You text me. That's right. You were not with me. <laughs> well, anyway, we went to Pete's in Roseville to see our buddy Raul. Raul. Oh, nice. Love Raul. He's the GM there. He brings out all the good food. Oh, my God. That tuna tatar. Mm, and those whatever tatar. those egg rolls were. They were delicious. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so we're watching. There's a, a group of guys in this one room, and they're very excited about the basketball game. And obviously, they had money on the game. Oh. And man. I just hope they didn't bet on San Diego State because it was a blowout. <laughs> like the whole game, it was. And they're yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering. I'm like, it's, they can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Maybe. That's. They cannot hear you. They say this uh, TV spy on you, but I don't know. They can't hear it the other <laughs> way. Anyway, what's you? What's you saying? I was about to say they do that at every sporting sports bar thing. I know. I was yelling just, and screaming. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, four pack of tickets to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. This is an exclusive after hours event for the bravest souls with a terrifying clown underground haunted house, scare zone, select rides, additional fee, so on and so forth. Right. Right. Spring break. That's why we're giving you four tickets. Take the kids, or the kids can take the kids, and the kids can go with the kids. and Take friends. Take friends of the kids, and the kids and the friends. And you all go out there and have a good time. So the game's called Order Up. I need two players. Right? There's going to be different categories. Within those categories, there's going to be a montage of audio. Three different clips, to be exact. You have to listen to them, break them down, and then tell me, A, B, C, in order from oldest to newest, order them up. Nikki D will help you out along the way. I will. I will. Very simple game if you follow one rule. Don't listen to Nikki D. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) And you will win these tickets to Six Flags, all right? 916-909-0985 and need some players. Lining up now. I like it. Nice job. We'll do that here next. The BS on 98 Rock. They can't spell the word chronological, but they're pretty sure it means to put stuff in order according to year. They're not in the right order. Get this in order. Think you can do that? Let's find out. Because it's time to play Order Up. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey right there. Nick and e. That's me. There's Nelson, mm-hmm. and it's time to play Order Up. Very, very exciting. You got four pack of tickets to Six Flags. Discovery Kingdom, spring break time, take the kids. The kids can take their friends and do what you need to do. So let's get some players. You got Dale in Oliverst. How are you, Dale? Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. And your competition is going to be Ronald in Woodland. How you doing, Ron? Good. How about yourself? Excellent. Look at that deep, bassy voice. It's Ron right there in the Woodland. All right, guys. Maybe I should do radio. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. You stick to you keep doing what you're doing, Ron. Uh, all right, so here's the thing, guys. Uh, we're going to give you different categories, and each category is going to be a montage of audio, three different clips, and they'll be labeled A, B, and C. When it's done, you just have to, when it's your turn, tell me the correct order, oldest to newest, right? Uh, that's why it's called Order Up. Now, Nikki D is going to help both of you out. She is on both of y'all's teams. I am. She's rooting for both of you. She wants everybody to win. <laughs> if you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, the other person can steal. Okay? Doesn't automatically go to them. Dale, since you are first, you're going to get the first one. The category. Hold on. My, none of my audio is here. It was all just here a second ago. Jason, give me one second. Never Son mind. Son of a bitch. We are not going to do order up this segment. Yes, we are. Just give me. <laughs> if you guys want to hear a mental breakdown live oh on the radio, it's about to happen. It's right here. It was In all right here just a three, second ago. Two and one. He's getting ready to have a heart attack. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's going to have a heart attack. Here he goes. I tell you what, here's how we'll do this. Dale, you want to guess how long it takes for him to have a heart attack? And if you guess it, you'll get the tickets to Six Flags. 
And then oh, about 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Ron, what do you got? 61. 60. Oh, so you're taking the over, huh? <laughs> okay. Under over. Let me, uh, all right. The clock starts now. Under over bit. Here we go. All right. So, guys, we're going to have to put you on hold because we're, we're not going to be able to do the bit right now. We're having some technical difficulties, if you don't mind. Uh, we'll get your phone number. We'll do it later on in the program. Okay. And then okay. we, right. we, but we'll call you back since this is on us. This is our fault. This is our incompetence. Okay. All right. Hang uh, on. Hang on for a second. Hang on. All right, Nikki. Just get, just let him be on hold. And we'll, let him be we'll, on hold. Okay. Can, can, can continue with the segment. Okay. While he continues to trigger, try to figure out what what he's doing in there. It was funny because we just had that conversation. We did. Like, what like, do you do all day, dude? dude like, it's just the first you, three are gone. The next four are there. Like, you, I didn't. All right. Well, we're we're not. We're, it's 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 ruined for right now. We're gonna move on. All right. Uh, so uh, I'll do something I was gonna do later on because I do want to talk about. Uh, the Leonard Skinner stuff. So they did the. I I, I didn't watch the CMT stuff, right? The, mm-hmm. I don't know if they, because that was the award show on was it Sunday night? Yeah, I'm pretty where, sure it was Sunday night. Where Jelly Roll won like three different awards, and you'd yeah. never heard the Jelly Roll song. No, but it's so good. I like it. I'm it's about to listen to his stuff after. This. Very church like, right? We play the song. Yeah, I know. That's how I heard it. I was listening to you play it. So I think I, I, I didn't see a follow up, but I guess that I guess that was the um, they're supposed to do the tribute to Skinner. But I didn't see any highlights from that. I just saw tri- highlights from like uh, Jelly Roll. And that's about it. But nonetheless, so Gary Rossington died last month. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the band got together and the lead singer is Johnny Van Zant, Right. So they, they got together and. They, they had to decide if they're going to go forward. Like, can you have a band moving forward without any of the original members? Well, anybody, first and foremost, is it disrespectful to the families of those that started the band? Like we were talking about the other day, I think it was Pantera we were talking about. When you still have some of those people that were around, I think Look it's at fine. Nick, listen to Nicky D talk about you know Pantera. <laughs> But in, in the case where there's nobody left, then you're literally at this point just a cover band. So unless you're doing a performance where you're giving homage to, I think it's a little disrespectful. Uh, Okay, but don't you want the music to, to live on? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Cover bands are always going to have the music living on when you go to these different festivals and concerts. Somebody's going to be performing the song, but a group to just link up and then this is all they do every time they tour? No. So here's the here's the goofy thing, and and they are going to continue moving forward. Uh, all the families they signed off on it. That, oh, yeah, they signed off on it. They're like, you you got to have the the music has to live on. Now I used to not feel this way. Okay, I'll be completely honest with you. I used to not feel this way. I used to be like, and and, and there was one night uh, I went to go see Warrant, and I used to love Warrant. Right, Janie Lane was the lead singer of Warrant, mm-hmm. and he passed away. Uh, and then they've got a guy that looks just like him. And he's performing. Now, they do have some original members in the band, I believe. But the band usually can, like, it's the lead singer you're going to see. Right. Or the guitarist. Right. Right. The bass player, sorry, guys, but fairly replaceable. (laughs) Uh, What about the drummer? Well, the drummer, it depends on the band and what kind of music you're doing. But it's like Aerosmith, you're going to see Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Guns N' Roses, the big problem was you were going to see Axel and Slash. And Duff. So everybody liked pretty much almost the whole band. They were good without Adler because Adler was gone after Appetite. So the drummer was replaceable. You know, they had Matt Sorum come in. Uh, but you were, Guns N' Roses, they were, they, they were all characters. Right. You know, Dizzy, Izzy, 
All the Izzies are up there. You want to see them all. So Warren, Janie Lane was gone, and I remember people in the crowd for some reason, and he had been dead for some a long time. This was at uh, Hard Rock in Orlando. has something called Velvet Sessions. It's really cool, very intimate. They do in the lobby. And for some reason, like the people that were there, yeah, they knew Cherry Pie and Seeing Red and all their songs some more, but they didn't realize he was dead. He'd been dead for years at this time, and they were mad. And there were people in the crowd, I mean, for Warren, like with a crowd of maybe seventy-five to hundred people, it's signs. What does the sign say? You're not Janie Lane. I'm <laughs> like, you tra- did you travel all the way to this? Like that's something you would do at like a big amphitheater or a big concert or a festival, but not at some intimate setting. Like I didn't realize there were that diehard of Warren fans. So I used to, you know, if you go see a show and you're like, oh, I'm going to go see a show. And you're not familiar if who's in the band, but you just know you like the band or a song from the band. Mm-hmm. You know, probably when you were younger, people would go and do. We'd all go and do that, and you'd show up and you're like, "Dude, that doesn't look like the guy in the video." And then you find out that it's not the same guy, and you feel a little disappointed, even though they might have sounded like the same guy. Right. Uh, I've changed my mind because I just think that the music has to live on, especially as somebody as legendary as Leonard Skinner. So, who are they going to get to do the band? Like who well, they already have the be? band. The band's already there. They just replaced Gary Russ. I mean, they, they, they still tour. Oh, okay. There's only one original member left. I mean, the rest of them, you know, either died in a plane accident or just died. Okay. Makes you know sense. what I mean? Oh, there it is. Turn it up, man. Who is the other one Um, that I was thinking of off the top of my head? God, I just had it on the top of my head that, oh, Journey. So this now here's the, here's the other portion of this. So Journey, no Steve Perry. So you got Arnell, okay. right? The little the Filipino guy that mm-hmm. sounds just like Steve Perry, but Steve Perry's available. That's the problem. That's that's when I have the issue is if the band the the guy's around, he just doesn't want to be in the band. Well, why do you have a problem with that? Because he's not performing with them. So what's the difference? But he's there. I mean, he's they just got to figure out their differences. That's not always going to happen. <laughs> Queensright does it. They they tour without Jeff Tate, but Jeff Tate's available, and he 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 travels. I think with Queensright, uh, Jeff Tate's Queensright. It's so silly that they can't just go up on stage and play a couple songs for their fan base. Well, that's what the Kiss guys are going through right now. Well, they've been going through that for a long time. <laughs> I mean, that's you make it sound like that just happened last night. <laughs> I'm just saying, then, people don't want to stay with people they broke up with. And, and the thing with Kiss is they're behind the makeup. Right. So it masks. I mean, you could have the guy that works at the diner down the street. And, the star child. But yeah, it'd be star child. You know, just the, 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 the reverse. Yes. The band, yes. You know, owner of a lonely heart. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they tour as like, yes, two. I think it is. It's like, yes. And then the Roman numerals, too. The sequel. Yeah, the sequel. I think that's pretty clever, though. But that's fine if nobody's alive. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Because the last original member, Chris Squire, died back in 2015. Well, you, I mean, you have to have somebody play the song. Right. And if it was like, it wasn't like or overnight. Have, uh, what's the movie with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn? The Breakup. The, the Breakup. Yes, I, that's how I know this song. And, the, and what, what's the guy, the three names, something, Michael, whatever, is in the acapella group. Yes. And he goes, All right, I need you to go. this. Okay. Now, Mom. All right, Dad. Ting, 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 ting. And he goes around the table. And everybody has their own little part. Yeah, that's one of the best lines. Yes, I love it. Quiet Riot's another one, right? 
No original members alive. Kevin DeBrell died in 2007. Guar. Uh, I don't think they have anybody. I oh, love Quiet Ride. The do- uh, documentary on Quiet Ride is really good. But like I said, if they're, the person's alive, then they should play together. If they're right. dead, you can get a replacement. Mm-hmm. What, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you got to keep the music alive. Right. Agree? Yes. I agree with that. What's, have you gone to one of these concerts where it's been all members that's not part of the original band? Yourself, personally, had a good time? Yeah, I've had a good time. There's a lot of, especially the 90s bands, and the 80s, or actually the 80s bands, a lot of them are dead. Okay. Then you go and and you uh, and you still have a good time. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it. But there's certain there's certain guys you can't replace. You like know, who? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot in my opinion. Like Nirvana, right? You can't reform Nirvana. Oh, you, that's true. You 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 would there'd be protests, and nobody's going to match the voice. The only person that came close was Wes Scantlin, a puddle of mud, and mm-hmm. he's a train wreck now. Right. You know, so you, you can't do that. Uh, and you wonder if bands that don't have replaceable lead singers can be replaced. Like, a lot of these 80s bands are just screaming, like Warren. You can, you know, Janie Lane was good, but uh, uh, he's replaceable. You can find somebody to screech again? Yeah, it's almost like karaoke night, right? You can find somebody to do karaoke in an 80s band. I don't know if you can find somebody to do karaoke for the grunge stuff. No. I really, it's, it's, I, now look, I got a buddy, Eric Hogan, right? He used to front a Nirvana tribute band called Nevermind. He no longer does it. But if you, like, if you ever saw this guy, if you look up online, it is so scary. Not only how much he looked on stage with his mannerisms and such as Kurt Cobain, but how he sounded was eerily similar. It, it was the closest I've ever heard anyone sound to Kurt Cobain. Okay, so... The, you know Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I got a question. You want, I get the sound, them to sound like the person. Is there an age requirement? Like, since some of these bands are really old, are the replacements older or they're younger age replacements? Oh, like, it have to be younger. Okay, so you'd it's have to, younger. You'd have to get some... Well, uh, Freddie Mercury with Queen, right? Mm, yes. Queen's one of the greatest rock bands of all time. There's no doubt. Freddie Mercury is irreplaceable. That's why Queen, well, I don't know if that's the reason, but they travel they they play Queen with Adam Lambert. Yes. And Adam Lambert got the job because when he was on American Idol, I believe he did Queen. Yes. And he, he knocked did do a cover it, of that. He, he knocked it out of the park. Okay. Just okay. like uh, you know, Daltrey knocked a couple of the covers like from live. Uh Ed Kowalczyk, you know, re- replied back there. He's like, dude, this guy's amazing. And Daltrey is amazing. He is. He's a good dude. Great voice. Um, but Adam Lambert fronts Queen, and he has been for some years. Okay. Now, if you're a diehard Queen fan, you go, okay, Queen's music, you, you can't have somebody take, well, look, Freddie Mercury's dead. Fans are so, they're, they're so greedy and selfish of their band, and they think that they run stuff. They don't realize that these people have to still continue to make a living. Right. And they, they, they already have a body of work. Why would you start something new? If you have hit songs like Queen has. And you already have a big catalog. You already have a built-in fan base. And if anything, you're honoring the music and the life of the person that you no longer have. Yep, that makes right? sense. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to continue with the music. And Leonard Skinner should, if any band, Leonard Skinner should continue with the music. Yes. Even without any living members, original living members. Like, do you really go to a concert and go, man, this band, 
I'm having a good time because I like the music. Sounds great. I know every word. <laughs> having a good time. But I don't know any of these people in the band. But I didn't know any of the original members either. But right. I was just told, you know, I was just told that none of them are original <laughs> members. Just told this. I did not know this before I got, I bought my ticket and I got here. I had no idea. I'm very upset with this. Right? Is, is this the same guy that shows up to a cover band and then finds out it's a cover band and goes, Whoa. Exactly. That's what did the I guy. spend $5 on? No, no idea. So you, you, <laughs> if you're one of those fans, you got to stop that stuff. That's, it's very selfish. People are very greedy and very... I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, Nikki? They're very... Possessive. Possessive is yes, the word I'm that's looking for. what you're yes. looking for. Very, very possessive. All right. Uh, all right, 916-909-0985. Get their phone numbers. We'll we'll do order up a little bit later on. We do have Brad Arnold from uh, Three Doors Down. He's going to be joining the show. Uh, very interesting story here. If you're big into first impressions, I can give you, according to science, the exact amount of time it takes to make... A good first impression. Ooh. All right? So that's important. Job interviews, just talking to Kim, date stuff. Yeah, I was just about to say, we just got to give those, you, those you, tips You got to impress right away, right? Yeah. And what do you do and what do people look for? Now okay. science is speaking. We should listen. I'm going to listen. Yeah. I only speak science on this show. Of course you do. Absolutely. You're a scientist. That's right. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The honest thing in the world. So I had this... Uh, person mm-hmm. come out to my new house because I, I need all this stuff done right this i need electrical and, and whatnot done right and i don't have a guy you know i have a guy not yet not yet i don't have a guy i need a guy for our stuff i don't have a guy for anything and so uh they come out and they uh, we tell them what we want and then they said very nice very pleasant everybody's very nice very pleasant and then they come back with an estimate so they'll mm-hmm. get it to us like in a day or so they did and they look at it and it's astronomical it's obscene it's ridiculous. Eesh. It's absurd. I'm like, I'm not going to pay that. You know, now I'm not mad at them, but that's what they charge. That's what they want. Who am I? Right? I need the service. Beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. So I, I, I write back. I said, this is ridiculously high. Uh, I, I, I can't afford it. I, I I'm not going to do it. And you know, you know what they, how they replied? What did they Just say? take a guess. Take a guess. How would you reply if you own a business and somebody said that to you? I would try to work out a negotiation to see what you could afford. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I would probably do, too. Or, mm-hmm. you know, kick some sand, right? Get out of here. Haul ass. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. If I had a business, something is better than nothing. <laughs> you know what they said to me? What did they say? Here's two other companies. They might be able to help you. Wow. Wow. Well, Never seen that before. I don't know whether to think that this person's brilliant by doing that and thinking, well, if they're so nice like that, I should probably go with them and pay huh. the extra money. Or they're dum-dums. Or everybody's just really that nice. <laughs> Is we're that not, not crazy? We're not going to take your money, but here, let them take it. Is, have you ever heard of anything no, like that? never. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> so now I feel bad for telling that their price was high. Why do you feel bad? <laughs> because they're so sweet. No, I would not feel bad. I would go check out those other two companies and yes. see what their rates are. So they're probably in cahoots. Like the Chinese restaurant next to the Chinese nail salon next to the Chinese hey, massage they place. They could be in cahoots as long as it's cheaper. Uh, well, no, they're all talking to each other. <laughs> you think they're going to give you the same price? Wait for this dumbass radio dude to give you a call. <laughs> uh, so the average first impression. All right, I'm big on first impressions. Me too. We'll, we'll get to that here in just a second. I'm big on body language. I pride myself in being able to 
usually like 95% of the time telling a person everything there is to know about that person within 60 seconds. And I proved that the other week when that lady Helen called and I blew your minds by knowing exactly who she was and what she looked like. You did. Over the phone. Mind blown. Mind blown. 27 seconds, they said. 27 seconds. The average person makes a first impression in just 27 seconds. I agree with that. That's why they say you never get a second chance. You got to do it all the first time. I almost think that's high. 27 mm-hmm. seconds? I do. No, that's enough time for you to exert, examine the outside you know, appearance and then give them some seconds to talk, and then you can get a feel for the rest. About one in three people usually make first impressions in under 10 seconds. That's more fair to me, under 10 seconds. Well, I'm going to go with 27. I need a little bit of time to, to get some more vibrations from you. I even, I can, I, I, it's like name that tune. I can do it in five seconds. I, for me, it's about, it's it's five or, five or less. Five seconds. Five, five seconds or less. I'm going to know if I'm, I'm going to like you or not. How can you tell that in five seconds? You can't even get a full sentence out in five seconds. That, that's fine. I don't need it. It's, it's all about, it's all about, I don't need any words, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're going to go based on just appearance. Body language. Okay. Because I've studied the FBI stuff. Oh. Yeah, but how much body language can you get in five seconds? That's somebody literally just walking up to you and shaking your hand. Okay. Five seconds is over. Bam. That's that's all I need. So you're going to ba- go based on how they shook your hand? And their body language. If they're, Are they looking me in the eyes? Oh. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's know. real good. I know. Don't tell me. I know. <laughs> no, I'm telling you because I, I know you're five telling seconds me, is and, kind of and fast. I hear you. And how they shake my hand. So firm. Mean something, not firm means something. Yeah, you know, dead fish, firm, don't shake, fist bump. Oh, they're mm. not trying to get germs. High five. Well, yeah, times have changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, like before the pandemic, a fist bump, some people actually took that as rude. Yeah. If you if you don't have a fist bump relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, right, because that's kind of personal. Right. And if there's somebody you know and you go in for the man hug. Is it awkward? Is the arm wrapped around? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can tell within five seconds. I don't like people to touch me, so the hugs are always awkward for me. But it depends on the environment where I'll just go with it. But if I can tell you don't touch me, I'm going to tell you don't touch me. I could shake your hand ten different ways and give you ten different impressions. What? Absolutely. Mm. I can shake your hand, look you in the eye with a smile and give you an impression. I can shake firm grip. I can firm grip, shake your hand. Not look you in the eye, but still crack a smile. Different impression. True that. My, you know, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you don't understand? Is that, no, I understand. Yeah. That all makes sense. That all makes sense. You know, and then you can tell if somebody's their etiquette, how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for men, I, I, I can only speak for guys, but I don't know in, in the woman world how it works. But I know for guys, especially a man's man, mm-hmm. you know, a, a true blue collar working guy. They take a lot of pride in looking you in the, you know, look me in the eyes. I've I've even seen guys actually say that to kids. Like a kid comes up to him and like, hey, this is my son, Barney. Yeah. And kid is like, look me in the eye, boy. Yeah, I've seen that. I have seen men do that. On on the women's side, there are things that I look for. Like uh, my manager hired these three girls and I told him after each one of them came in for the interviews that none of them were going to work. 
And he was like, how do you know that? Like, you, you didn't sit down on the interview. Well, it's because you hate everybody. No, I do not <laughs> hate everybody. One of the girls came in. She just kind of had this, like, lazy-looking face. Her hair wasn't done. <laughs> that automatically lets me know, as a woman, when you don't come out of the house properly groomed, that you don't care. So if you don't care about your own appearance, how are you going to care about a job? She only stayed there two weeks. That's a great Wait. point. Same yeah. with guys. Your appearance, yeah. sure. I mean, dress to impress. Mm-hmm. Right? One girl came in. She had on ripped jeans. Rip Jean says she's still young. She has no idea about professionalism. Mm-hmm. She's not going to do well on this job. Absolutely. Same thing happened. She she was there maybe a month. She was gone. And then the third person, she came in. She was dressed properly, but she was overly loud and bubbly. And I told him she's trying to hide her actual personality and who she really is. God, I wonder what uh, the girl said when you walked in with two other girls. <laughs> No, I came to my interview by myself, looking fabulous. Was hired on the spot because I, I I talked to you at that job when you when you were working there, <laughs> and I, I was great. I, it, it, <laughs> they missed me home so much. You know, you hear stories of like people not wanting to work, and and companies will just hire anybody. That was that, <laughs> no, it that was the case with Nikki at this hotel. <laughs> they were so desperate. She she was so rude to people. It was comical. <laughs> what do you want? Another pillow? <laughs> Jesus, Mary Joseph. <laughs> and she's on the phone with me at the same time. Like, I'm in her ear. Like, he's got a little earbud in. <laughs> Hold on, Jason. What? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have room service. Go get your own damn food. DoorDash. It's 2022. We didn't uh, have room uh, service. <laughs> I'm like, how do people stay at this place? <laughs> There's no way. Like that, that little box for the comments must be just jacked to the brim after Nikki D worked there. I mean, I got a few bad reviews. I did, but I got more good ones than bad ones, and I was a top performer. Also, I got a bonus. also in that first five seconds. Like I said, I mean, this article says 27 seconds to make an actual, the average first impression, just 27 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think it's, for me, it's less than five. As soon as I meet you, it's less than five. I can tell everything there is to nobody. The shoulder dip. Like if they go in for the handshake or they come up to you and they're walking kind of like they're in a fun house uh-huh. and they're kind of diagonal. You know, Who they're, walks like that? <laughs> I've never seen anybody like walking diagonal. No, not hunched. <laughs> like this. Like they're walking and they're like. Don't nobody walk is, like that. <laughs> he's, he's walking like his shoulders broke or something. It's like you're in the thriller video, except you're just walking. And not doing a dance. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just like stuck. You well, heard in your... the walking dead, yeah. one or the other. And what type of greeting? You know, if you go, what's up, dude? Or what's up, brah? Yeah, you don't say what's up, nothing. Yeah, we're That's not inappropriate. A, we're not at a rap concert. You know, just, you know, just, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Yep. How are you doing? Nice, nice to uh, meet you. Glad to be here. And you also can get a vibe of their motive, right? Are they trying, for guys, and probably the same with women, but mm-hmm. for guys, are they trying to be the alpha male in the conversation? Yeah, if they're cutting you off, talking too much, you know, acting like they're a know-it-all, not even hearing what you're saying to them. Yeah. And, and then you can tell 10 million more things. They're insecure. They're narcissistic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're smart. They're intelligent. They're nice. They're not nice. You know, based off of that. Exactly. You know, because Agreed. Because when you, when you go into a room... You can control a room by how you stand. Like if everybody's sitting down and you're standing up, you mm-hmm. automatically become the alpha in the room. It's just it's 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 the universe. I don't know. They're not my rules. Uh, if if I if you walk into a room, especially a smaller room, mm-hmm. and you put your hands on the 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 frame of the door, 
like you won't let anyone out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're not like saying you can't get out, but it looks it's that vibe. You're in control of the room. Or you're stopping people from going to the bathroom and they're not going to like you. No, no, you can leave. But I'm just saying it's like you walk in, you put your arms up and you're like, hey, how's everybody doing? You're automatically the alpha because of your stance. Mm-hmm. These are all true facts. I'm going to look at you and be like, sit down somewhere. If you're if if somebody is crossing their arms. That's a defensive mode. Right. Exactly. If mm-hmm. somebody is sitting down and their legs are crossed and their the bottom of their foot is facing towards you, mm-hmm. they want to converse with you. If their foot is facing the other way, not so much. I have never heard of that one. I know, because I'm brilliant. Because <laughs> you know all the first impression codes. No, it's the FBI stuff. You got to read. <laughs> body language. I should be in the FBI, because like a body language guy. What, the look left, you're lying, look right, you're telling the truth? Yeah, that's kind of cliche. But um, but yeah, yeah, your body does things. It has ticks. It has tells when, when you're lying. Yeah, I've heard that. Easily can tell when somebody's lying. Absolutely. Look at that. We got a visitor. Out there. I know. Hello. They're walking by, smiling at us. Hello. Inside of our glass. <laughs> Feed us, please. <laughs> Put 25 cents in the candy machine. <laughs> Throw us some runts. Oh. Right. Second round of headlines, and then we'll uh, attempt to do order up again and get you Six Flags tickets. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you what historic first NASA has announced and why we may be seeing less of Thor on our big screens. Less of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a lift? Less. I want to say it right. Less. Do you have my mouth guard? Less of Thor. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> Thor has a lift now, ladies and gentlemen. He's the first superhero with a lift. I don't have a lift. Where's my hammer, everybody? <laughs> All right. Second round of headlines. Get educated a little bit here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. All right, here we go. Second round of headlines. The lovely, vivacious Nikki D. Go ahead, please. NASA announces the historic crew heading to the moon, H3. Artemis II will launch in late 2024. The Artemis II crew will travel in the Orion crew capsule, a 10-day mission that could take them almost 250,000 miles from Earth, the furthest humans have ever traveled. That guy's excited. He is. This is an exciting uh, mission that they're going on. That they're going on. NASA officials Monday revealed the four names that's going to make up the team of astronauts that's going to be heading out to orbit around the moon. That's Captain G. Reed, uh, Wiseman, Captain Victoria J. Glover, Mission Specialist Christina Hammock, and Mission Specialist, who's from actually Canada, Jeremy Hansen. It's going to be our first Canadian ever going to the moon. We have our first african-american that's going our first lady um the crew is going to launch sometime later in 2024 to give them an opportunity to do testing of capsules and things like that are so, they actually going to the moon or are they just going to look at it they're no just... they're going to orbit around the well, moon. they're not, they're really not going to land on it but they're going to orbit around it and and like the guy said in audio this is the furthest any human has gone so far so it's going to be pretty what are you talking about it's the furthest any humans gone we've been on the moon no, but you're not one of those conspiracy it. people. No, no, we're not going to the moon. They're going to go all the way around us, so they're going further out in space than anybody has gone so far. Why? Because they're trying to test it and and see what things they can get from out there. <laughs> what are they going to get? It's something that they're going to get. What you, do you, you think they're going to the moon you for? You didn't expect all these questions, did you? <laughs> when are we going to get a moon base? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the well, point of this? I mean, what? what why? Like, we're so like boned up to go to Mars and go live on Mars, but why wouldn't we go test living on the closest thing to us? So that way, if there's a disaster, 
then we can at least send supplies there and learn how to fix that before we're way out nine months of space travel away at Mars. But the purpose of astronauts going to the moon, long as I've known, stop is saying to find, they're going to the moon. They're well, not out in space around the moon. Is they're trying to find out what's out there? Is there other livable places that we can go to? Like there's things to be discovered. Why are y'all acting like y'all don't know why people go to space? Well, but I figured that's why we sent the big sp- satellite way out into nowhere so that we could see things in other planets. I, if I were one of these astronauts, I'd be like, don't inconvenience me. This sounds stupid. They want to go. They're excited. They to did be, press to, conferences and everything. To be a test dummy, to go up there and not land anywhere and just look out in space. And yes. according to you, they're looking for aliens. They're not necessarily <laughs> looking for aliens. Canadians going to have binoculars outside the little <laughs> window. They're, they're discovering new things. Like, hey, I found an, I found an alien, eh? Look at that. Report it back to home base. All right, turn her around. Let's go home. It's good enough for us. <laughs> well, they're going to be out there for 10 days. You never know. 10 days? 10 days. Looking for aliens. Looking for whatever they can find, not necessarily aliens. I never buy into, like, why we go up in space or what we send up in space. I think I think there's so much more to the story than we know. Secret stuff's going on. Of course there is. got to have super secret clearances to even do that. Like, I don't even know if these people know. Why they're going? Yeah, like they'll get up there and they'll be like, pull out the A-tube and launch it outside the window. <laughs> that probably definitely oh, does happen. Uh, w- 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 okay, uh, Houston, what is the A-tube? <laughs> Why am I doing this? You're in a need-to-know basis, Captain. <laughs> and you don't need to know. Just put the A-tube in the hole, okay? Exactly. I agree with that. There's a lot of stuff like that. I agree with I, that. I would like to think that our phenomenal government is on top of stuff. And that they're they're trying to at all costs protect us from anything hitting this planet, which is probably one of my biggest fears. I mean, I don't lose sleep at it, you know, but like it just seems like it makes sense, right? It happened before, it happens often, not as big as before. Mm-hmm. We're a big ball in the middle of just hanging out here. Space and there's a bunch of rocks that fly by all the time. The odds of us getting hit by one to me seem pretty great. Mm-hmm. So I would think that they would be sending, you know, the Canadian up there to at least get in its path. <laughs> oh my God. Just leave them up there. No, that's not what they're doing. It's like a hockey guy. <laughs> yeah. leave, leave the hockey guy up there to deflect the big asteroid. <laughs> All right. Second one, please. Chris Hemsworth isn't retiring, but he is taking a little break, and here's why. H4 got every blood test one can get and you have two copies of apo e4 a set from your mom and a set from your dad and what does that mean exactly that means you have an increased risk of alzheimer's disease that's the Mm. australian actor that we all know as thor if you're into the marvel sequels he's done a lot of other things also um he found out doing a disney docuseries called limitless they did a bunch of different testings and blood works and things like that and he found out that because he has the genes on both his mom and his dad's side which is the apoe4 that he has a 10 times higher risk of catching alzheimer's than the normal person alzheimer's alzheimer's disease Alzheimer's. alzheimer's Well, it, so so he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it, but he's at a higher risk. The The person in his family that he personally knows who had it was his grandfather. And so he detailed kind of just watching his grandfather forget everybody and deteriorate. Sad. So sad. It is. Yeah. And, and the reason why he's deciding to kind of take a step back um, in Hollywood is that he wants to spend more time like with his family and his kids and make memories 
versus if he does catch it and he's just work, 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 he doesn't want to have that regret. Yo, hold on, you keep saying catching catch it. It's not, it. A, it's not a virus. I mean, if he, if he, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Develops. If he develops it, yes. <laughs> if he develops it. Like, man, I got to wear my mask or I'm going to catch Alzheimer's. <laughs> Old timers. Old timers. When you get me one of those new uh, Under Armour masks, I don't get old timers. It's very sad if you've ever seen anyone go through it. But yeah. I, I thought that it was when in in his case, I thought it was more advanced. That's why I thought it was so sad. But he has no signs of it. No, no signs. And he's just going to not work or or live his life or I guess be around. I just I don't know. That sounds a little odd. Well, the doctor must be um, nice to have all that millions from Thor. Oh that my you, God, right. Like, go to a guy that works his ass off nine to five, if not, you know, six to nine every night and say, all right, well, you know, your family's there's there's, you know, there's a chance you're going to get Alzheimer's. What are you going to do? You're going to take some time off like not if they want the power to stay on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice to have just gazillion dollars in the bank where you can say something like this. <laughs> Well, because he does, all the more reason why to to take the time since he can. And they say that with um, certain exit, um, Lord, exit, with certain exercise and diet, you can sometimes put it off. That's I agree what with this that. doctor said. So that's what he's doing. He's doing more exercise yeah. and he wants to travel. Yeah. Like what more exercise does Chris Hemsworth have to do? Isn't he the one that was doing the Hulk Hogan film? Yep, he is. He's doing a biopic. Oh, he should be. Yeah. he was. So that's his last film and he's going to take a hiatus. Yep. Okay. I'm not a, I mean, I don't care if he acts or not, to be honest with you. I love him. I don't, I mean, I, I, I mean, he's, love I don't, I don't not love him. I love Thor, but I don't love him. I love his accent. I just like watching him on TV. I thought the Thor movies were kind of stupid. Oh, it's not no, like they're Thor. Not. They're well, amazing. Like Fat Thor? That was dumb. Oh, see, finally a Thor I could relate to? No, no, no. Thor doesn't get fat. <laughs> just like Superman doesn't snap necks. That was no. dumb. Man of Steel, Zod, that was horrible. No, it's but- the worst superhero movie ever made. I was so angry at that. But he had to kill him, though. No theme music at all in the movie. Right. No Superman flying the beautiful red, white, and blue back to the White House. None of that stuff. Stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, we're going to try this again. It's called called Order Up, and we have tickets to Six Flags. Actually, a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags. (laughs) How the game is supposed to work... Is I get two players. We're going to call the two players we had before. Ron and Dale. But we will need alternates. So 916-909-0985. There's supposed to be categories in which actually there are. Okay. In said categories mm-hmm. are pieces of audio. Uh-huh. And the audio is going to be there this time. That's the question oh. mark. <laughs> so we might be doing this next. If we do, I'd like you to be around to play. How about that? Everything's a big question mark now on this show. I got faith in Nelson. We're, we're playing. Okay. We're going. Uh, either way, I'm done with it after this segment. If it doesn't, if, if he doesn't have his stuff together, mm-hmm. and somebody will win. Okay. Something. I'll just give it away. All right. 916-909-0985. Order up. Possibly. Maybe next. It's the BS on 98 Rock. All right. Welcome back. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey right there at Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson. We got mm-hmm. these uh, tickets for Six Flags. Four pack of tickets. Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. We're going to try it again. We got our players from before, Ron and Woodland. How are you? Good. Good. All right. I thought you were going to leave us and say, this show needs to get their act together is what they need to do. <laughs> uh, there's Dale in Oliver's. How are you, Dale? Back again. Good. Good. All right. Everybody's here. So let me explain the game once again, and hopefully it goes as planned. It's not like we haven't done this before, Nikki. Right. We have. All right. So there's going to be different categories. I'll tell you the category. 
Then there will be a piece of audio with three different clips, A, B, and C. That's what they'll be labeled. You just got to order them up, oldest to newest, with the help from Nikki D. Very simple stuff, Ron. Yes? Yep. Dale? Yep. Yep. Let's right. go. Nikki D is going to help both of you. Uh, here's the first one. This is infomercials, by the way, gentlemen. Infomercials. All right, here we go. A1. Seeks out organic stains, pet stains, food stains. They get down into the matting, into the padding. It even takes red wine and grape juice out of white carpeting. This chicken over, this chicken over, and this chicken over. And I'll just walk over here. I'll put it in this new pro model. I'll slide it back. If you followed all the instructional material, you just... I love pizza too, but once in a while, get the veggies in. At least throw it on top of the pizza. This tuna looks boring. Stop having a boring tuna. Stop having a boring life. Boring tuna. All right. So, Ron, you're going to go first. (laughs) If you get it right, you get a point. If not, then Dale will get to steal. You and Nikki D got to figure this out. About 60 seconds. Order it up. All right, Ron. A, I'm pretty sure was OxyClean because that's the only one I'm a thousand percent sure on. Um, the second one was the Ronco set it and forget it. Okay. I'm glad you knew that. I'm like some chicken. Wasn't sure. So, okay. So A is OxyClean. B is Ron. You say Ron something chicken. (laughs) Like the Ronco. Ron chicken. Kind of little. Yeah. And then C, the, the tuna. I'm trying to think what infomercial that was for tuna. Did you have any idea about C? No. All right. I'm thinking it's like B A C. Okay, so you think the chicken is the oldest, B, then OxyClean, A, and then whatever that tuna thing is, C. So, B, A, C. I don't know what it is, so I just put it last. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Let's let's see if we're right. Okay. B, A, C. B, A, C is what you're going for? Yep. B, A, C, Ron, is absolutely 110%. That is correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oldest and newest, Ron, the peel. And the rotisserie chicken. Uh, and then you had OxyClean. The rotisserie chicken one, by the way, with uh, Ron Papil, 1993. He's okay. old school. And then the OxyClean was 2001. And then Slap Chop. I believe his name was Vincent, was it not? Vince, yes. Vince. Mm-hmm. He was the one. Slap my nuts. Yes, you're going to love my nuts. You're going to love my nuts. <laughs> slap my nuts. I almost put that one in. And everybody thinks that's funny, because it is. That was 2008. So, Ron, you're on the board. Nicely done. Dale? Let's get some business done here. The next category is right up Nikki D. Squisher. <laughs> Probably not. The category is grunge songs. Oh, no. Grunge songs. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. B1. Hey! Now, remember, the category is grunge songs, not the bands, the songs. So we need the actual title of the song? Well, well you know, you just got to tell me. I don't care if you know the song or not. It's not okay. the game plays. It's A, B, or C. <laughs> All right. So, Dale, um, A was the only one that I am pretty sure that I knew, and that is Nirvana. Do you agree with that? Yeah. 
A's Nirvana, B's Pearl Jam, and C was Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, gosh, you're great, Dale. Okay. Yeah, the order, I'm not sure. Oh, okay, so let's go. Well, we know what? Nirvana was in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so was Pearl Jam, though. Oh, <laughs> Nikki, why don't you so, sit this so one Stone Temple Pilots, so, so. literally all three of them. Let, let, let Dale talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, what order do you want to go in, Dale? Oh, man, I'm going to hate myself if I get this wrong. <laughs> Remember, it's the songs. It's not the bands. It's yeah, the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you from that album. Yeah. So um, let's see. I really want to say it's going to be what? Uh, B-A-C. B-A-C. Okay, so. All right. B- B-A-C is what you're going with, Dale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's lock it in. Let's right. go. Uh, that's wrong. <sighs> All right, Ron, you get to steal. I think it's ACB. ACB. And you want to stick with that? Quick like, huh? Yeah. All right. Nicely done. That's wrong. Oh! <laughs> what was it? ABC. Nirvana, Come As You Are, 91. Pearl Jam, Daughter, 93. And then Stone Temple Pilots, Vaseline, in 94. Oh, darn. Okay. Darn, like you care. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. If Nikki knows nothing about it, she doesn't Ooh. even care if you guys get a point or not. I do care if they get a point. I just help. I hate just that understand. I able to help them a lot. Just understand with this radio show, I care about you guys. <laughs> Nikki does not. I gave them one. All right. So, uh, Ron, the board is back to you. The next category is video games. Okay, okay, I got this. All right, video games. Here we go, C1. A. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Crossout. You're welcome to Garibaldi. You know all that right. one? I got, yeah, I had that game. You know all of them? I feel like I do. All right. Uh, then I'll let you go because I only recognize like one of them. Yeah. All right, Ron. So, A, I don't know the exact name of the game, but it's that baseball game because I recognize the music from the oh. from that baseball. Oh, so, techno baseball? I think that's what it was. So, A is the baseball game. B, we know is Super Mario Brothers. And C mm-hmm. is Wow, nicely done. Yeah. If that's right. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure they're right. right. Yeah, well, I so think that techno would be first. The I baseball think it's game? About that order. I think the Super Mario Brothers is the oldest because I think that came out before they started doing like the sportsy type games. <laughs> so I think it's the Super Mario wow. Brothers. Then. Give me letters. Super Mario Brothers is B. Then I think it's the baseball game, which is A and Sonic. Being the newest C. Wow, look at you. So I think it's BAC. All right. Ron, you want to go with that? BAC? Yeah, I'll stick with that. Wow, Nikki D, that's wrong. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the baseball game is right. Dale, get yourself on the board yeah. here, brother. The baseball game is right, first. Let's go, let's go right in and go ABC. Oh, I don't think it's going to be ABC. Uh, oh, back to back. I think oh. it is. Oh. I think it is too. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. It's their point. Let them do answer. it. 
Final answer. All right, Dale, ABC, locking it in. My man knows what he knows. That's not right. All right, yeah, you are correct. That is not right. All right, so it was BCA. Super Mario, 87, was the oldest. Then Sonic, 91. The baseball was the newest. And I don't know what this SSX tricky is. It's a snowboarding game. Okay, so, I mean... Yeah. Oh, it's a snowboarding game <laughs> set to the. Oh, so you steered me wrong, Nikki. You said it was baseball. I, that's, what, I, that's what I thought it was. Has it, a, have, have, game? have any of you guys heard of SSX Tricky? No, I haven't either. No, it's a pretty big game. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Well, as long as Dale has, it saves Nelson from a whipping. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dale. Actually, you get a yeah, whipping anyway. Oh, no, Dale. Yeah, you, you actually get a you get a lot of whipping. Another one. Today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So nobody got the point there, right? Nope. Right. Nobody got it. And we go back to Dale. Dale, the board is yours. Let's see if you can get on the board. These would be rom-coms. Rom-coms. Okay. Rom-coms. It's short for romantic comedy. We got it. I'm good at this. You sure? Okay. Yeah. I'm a romantic Are you comedy. as good as this as you were the video games? Listen, I was on the video game. No. Nope. I just didn't have that skateboarding thing. All right. Uh, D- D- D1. D1. Hey. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. B. We're leading different lives. It's like you're standing on the dock and I'm in the lake. Sarah, I swear to God, I'll jump in the lake like a merman. Do you want to put some clothes on? Would you like to pick out the outfit that you break up with me in? C. I could start by dating a guy and then drive him away. Doing everything girls do wrong in relationships. I can sell myself to any woman. I'd like to see you prove that. You would. All right, mm. order them up. Dale, Nikki D. Okay, so A is when Harry met Sally. Uh, B, I'm pretty sure, is how to lose a guy in 10 days. And C, I'm a little bit torn on, but I have a forgetting Sarah Marshall. But what do you think? Yeah, I think you're right, because like I said, uh, I'm going to have to rely on you on this one. <laughs> I watch a lot of romantic comedies, and these are all throwbacks yeah, that good, I have good, seen. Hold on, let me, let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. Hey! Oh! 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 Oh, God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. B! We're leading different lives. It's like you're standing on the dock and I'm in the lake. Sarah, I swear to God, I'll jump in the lake like a merman. Do you want to put some clothes on? Would you like to pick out the outfit that you break up with me in? C! I could start by dating a guy and then drive him away. Doing everything girls do wrong in relationships. Right. That's good. I, just, I, 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 I can sell myself to any okay. woman. Give me I'd an like answer. That's pretty easy. That. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I mixed them up. So I think it's... A, C, B. Ooh, that's yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 Are we right? Yeah, I think we are. We are. Oh, I don't know if you are. I can't tell you just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds right. A C B. I, I think it's A C B. Okay, oldest to newest. Is that what you go with, Dale? Yep. Yep. A C B. Yes, sir. That is correct. Woo! Nicely done. Let's go. Then Harry met Sally, 89. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 2003, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 2008. One of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, so good. Love that one. All right, here we go. This is the tiebreaker. 
You both have a point. Ron, the board is yours. You control your own destiny. You get this correct, you get the four-pack of tickets to Six Flags. Dale sitting back in Kabuki and Ron, hoping that he doesn't get it right because all you have to do, Dale, is sit there. If Ron gets it wrong, you automatically win. You understand? Yep. All right, here we go. The, yep. uh, actually, you know what? And because of that, Ron, I'll let you pick the category. How about that? Mm. You can pick either celebrity scandals, fast food campaigns, or kids' toys. Jeez. No fast food. <laughs> yeah, we'll do fast food. <laughs> it was like you were next to him in his car. <laughs> uh, I thought you'd take celebrity scandals. Not over fast food. Okay. I don't know what Nelson might pick. All right, here we go. Uh, F1. We only had one question. Is this much bacon even legal? Now, I'm just a small-town pizza lawyer, but I do declare that wrapping these eight crispy corners of pizza and over three and a half feet of bacon is perfectly legal. All meat, lean pork that's grilled and simmered in a hickory smoke-flavored barbecue sauce, Mm. and put on a home-style roll with pickles and onions. Made with our buttermilk crispy chicken and our delicious toasted brioche buns. With spicy or classic mayo, if you haven't, try it today for just three ninety nine. Oh, this might be a little tricky. Oldest to newest. All right. So, A is pizza. And it has um, bacon on it. And the only pizza places that I remember, like, doing a baking campaign, it's a toss-up between, like, I think Domino's and Little Caesar. It's one well, of those. the A one's pretty fairly recent. Yeah, so it's either it's either Little Caesar or Domino's, and then B was the McRib, so we know that's McDonald's, and then C love that chicken from Popeyes. But what's the campaign oh. here? Oh, Popeyes. Maybe it was the chicken sandwich because that was a big deal. So we're gonna say the Popeyes chicken sandwich campaign, and then McDonald's was a McRib because because they said something about the sauce. So, bacon, ribs, chicken sandwich. Mm, so what, Sounds like dinner. <laughs> what order? Uh, I think McDonald's is probably going to be the oldest. Do you agree with that, B? Yeah, yeah. And okay, A so, would be the last. So, BCA? BCA. So, we're going to go with B, I think McDonald's. That A is the most recent. Yeah, either Little Caesar or Domino's. So, we're going to go McDonald's, B, C, Popeye's, A, Pizza. BCA for the win. Dale, do you think they're correct? Yeah, I do. You do? <laughs> well. Well, not. 100% everyone is wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> it is BAC. Nice. Dale, you actually win. B, McDonald's McRib, 81. Little Caesars Bacon Wrap Deep Dish, 2015. Oh, I knew it was Popeye's Chicken was the newest, 2019. Dang. Ron, you played a great game, and we appreciate you. Hopefully, you'll try back tomorrow. We got some more of these passes, my friend. Thank you for listening. Dale, congratulations. You're the man. Right on. All right, you hang on. Don't go anywhere. You struggled a little bit. I know. He didn't give me good categories. I'm blaming Nelson. What, what kind of categories would you like? Not grunge. What are you? What are you smart at? Let's do that. Let's narrow it down. What What is Nikki smart at? I was smart at the romantic comedies. Okay, but what, what kind of categories would you like? Give me three things that you would crush. You're just really you all knowing what. 
So wigs. I know wigs. Okay. I know nails. Nails. I know makeup. Makeup. Yep. Okay. So oldest to newest, wigs, nails, <laughs> and makeup. Okay. Movies. I know movies. By the way, those three categories will never happen on this show. <laughs> oh, okay. trust me. Never mind. I'm making an executive decision. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing that's ever been said. It's a sad state of affairs. When those I can get three, maybe wigs, I think. <laughs> you're going to have to really spin that one. Really, really, really be clever and creative to spin that one. Uh, here's a really good story we want to share with you about an Uber driver that picked somebody up uh, and a life was saved in a... Uh, fairly short amount of time during this car ride. I'll tell you that story here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Here's a feel-good story for you. It happened in Newark, Delaware. Now, this happened a couple years, uh, a couple years, well, about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the reason why it's a story today is because there's a follow-up to see if this person was still alive, right? Oh, okay. For the most part. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Bill, 71, he was picked up um, by this dude, Tim. He was 33, and Tim was uh, like an Uber driver, the rideshare guy. And just like any time you get in a, an Uber or a Lyft or whatever, you strike up. I love talking to Uber drivers. Love talking to Uber drivers. They're very interesting people. It depends on the day. Sometimes I'm chatty, sometimes I'm not. Lyft drivers, not so much. Well, they're both the same. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, What's no, the no. difference? Ooh, a little bit. I only ride in Lyft. I almost never ride in Uber. That's why you don't notice them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I find that Uber drivers have a little bit better of a story oh, okay. than the Lyft drivers. <laughs> I'll take there, your word for it. There was a guy that, before, I'll go back to the story in a second, but there was a guy, an Uber driver of mine one time, uh, his dad was a, a, an activist, he's African American, he was an activist, mm-hmm. and he was, I think, like, close to the Reagan family. Wow. And Yeah, I mean, this whole story, and there was a book about this, I, I like Googled him in the car, and this is the son of this guy. And I was like, this is amazing. I never heard of this guy before, and I couldn't even tell you his name now. And I was like, yeah, right, this guy's, but I'm like, this story is so, like, detail-oriented. Could There's be no, making it up. No way he could make it up. So as he's talking, you know, I'm doing the sneaky Google behind the seat. <laughs> and then just, just like, should I believe this guy or not? Just telling very interesting stuff. Absolutely very. I met the, that the guy, that aspiring artist that's got a gazillion followers on social media, Jay. He gives money to people, which oh. I think might be a scam. But anyway, so this guy, <laughs> this young guy picks up this older dude. They strike up a conversation. It's only about a 30-minute drive. And the younger guy, the driver, learns that uh, the older guy needs a kidney. Because he's on his way to dialysis. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Says uh, Tim learned the devout Christian had been in desperate need of a kidney transplant for more than three years. So uh, he says in this interview on this local affiliate ABC station on the car ride home, I told him my dilemma. Uh, This was Bill, the older guy. About halfway home, after talking the whole way and slowly becoming friends, Tim tells me that I think God must have put you in my car. And to Bill's amazement, young Tim offers up his kidney. Wow, now that Whoa. is amazing. That he, is an Uber ride for the master. Yeah. He says, uh, I'll take your name and number, and I'll give a kidney to you. Just like it was, I'll loan you five bucks. Well, That's crazy, is it not? Yes, that's insane. Has anyone else received something from an Uber driver this cool? No. <laughs> Extra bottle of water. I got two on one red. Maybe that's the extent of what you're getting from your Uber driver, not a kidney. 
But this is why he's saying that God placed him there because if he hadn't have put him in the right place at the right time with the right person, then it might not have gone down. And could he give him the kidney? Well, you got to be tested first to see if you match the chromosomes or genes right. or blood type or something like that that has to be matched for kidneys. So after two years of this miraculous meeting, uh, the older guy is uh, living life normally because of the Uber driver. Yeah, because you, you know? can live good with just one kidney. My dilemma would be I'm always afraid to donate a kidney because I'm like, what if I end up needing it later? Like my other one goes bad. Or what if you got like a 60% kidney and a 100% kidney? What is a kidney? It flushes. Is that like, that's the stuff you put on like the fish tacos. That's chutney. You keep telling me, what's a kidney? What's the kidney? What do you mean, what's the kidney? Oh, I know what a kidney is, but you keep calling it a kidney. Here you go, trying to break down every little word that I say. I'm just asking, I'm trying to follow your story. It's very interesting, and I'm listening to you, but I didn't, I thought it was something else you were talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Why do you get so mad at me when I ask questions? (laughs) Because you know what I'm saying. You're trying to break it all down. I said kidney. I might have said kidney. I'm, I'm not getting in the middle of this. Not between mom and dad. <laughs> I, no, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm your boss. I'm asking you a question. Did you hear kidney? I did, actually. Okay. Did you not think it was the, the fruity stuff you put on a fish taco? Well, yeah, but then you laid it out for me. That's chutney with the mango. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You anyway. can't mix up chutney and kidney. I don't eat either one of them, so. Okay, anyway, go back to the kidney story. What were you saying? You, you, you couldn't. You didn't. I'm always afraid yeah. to give up one because I think I might need the other one. And mm. so if I give one away and then the other one goes bad, then I'm going to be Screwed, basically. Would you, on a chance meeting with a total stranger, give up a, a an organ? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't. I can't even oh. try to sound heroic. Part of a liver. I'd give you half a liver. But would you want anything in return? No, you don't give up liver for, for Does nothing. Does the liver grow back? Yeah, that's why I would give up the liver. The uh, young guy in the story, the Uber driver, Timmy, relocated to Germany, but still keeps in touch with uh, Bill. I hope so. The pair say they'll... Be friends for the rest of your lives. I, I almost don't know if I would want to know who gave me the organ. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm in this, I, I mean, you're desperate because you want to live, right? But, and you, you're going to take it. I say that, but of course you're going to take it. I would, if I had a choice, I would rather it be like, bring it to me in the igloo cooler, fly mm-hmm. it in, you know, through the helicopter. I would every day feel like I'm in debt to this person. I'd have to call, I wouldn't know how to, I don't, I wouldn't know how to act. I'd be calling them. I'd send them edible arrangements. That's enough. They, I would just be so thankful, and I would not know. And then it would get annoying, right, where they'd say, all right, enough, dude. You're welcome. And then they get mad at me, and then they get uncomfortable, and then we can't be friends, and i got to be friends with the person that just gave me an organ. Even sometimes people that get the organs anonymously want to know who they got them from. I think people like the attachment. I would not want to know. The feeling of knowing. I would not want to. Would you want to know? I think I would want to know who gave it to me, especially if it was somebody that was still alive. Yes, I would want to know because not that I would harass them, but I would send them a Christmas gift every year. Mm. I'd want to know if they had died because I'd want to go, like, say it was their mom was still around. I'd want to give her that moment that you see those viral moments where, like, the person that has their son's heart comes Mm -hmm. up to them. I don't want that either. Yeah, and I'm just kind of choked up just thinking about it, and then she lays her little head on it, and she's your feet. Because then you feel like you got to put their kids through college. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't just take the dead mom's heart and not give something back. Like that's such a dick move. No, you just just remember that if I do ever need an organ, uh-huh. right? just I don't want to know who gave it to me. Are you an organ donor? Oh, of course I am. 
So if if you gave somebody one of your organs, D- you, damn right they'd know who gave it to them. Oh no, you want them to know <laughs> absolutely. Who gave it. Oh my oh, gosh, hell yeah. <laughs> he wants a serial number. He wants everything. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're backwards. Current climate of the Bailey house, I hope an electrician or a plumber needs an organ. (laughs) (laughs) So I can get some damn outlets put in. (laughs) You'd be putting outlets in my house all the time. Oh my gosh. So like organs that can be donated, a heart, kidney, liver, lungs, pancreas, intestines. I didn't know that. Well, I guess you could give sections of them, right? Yeah. So here's another thing. Like the heart's obviously the biggest. That's that's our, you know, know, that's our son. So if you need a heart transplant and you get it and you find out it's from somebody that has totally different beliefs and views. Oh, no. You know, like a racist. Like right. what if you found out like the leader of the biggest racist organization, get, you know, gave up. You have his heart in your body. I would call that karma. I'd be completely fine with it. With a grand dragon's <laughs> heart in your chest. I'd call it karma. Look where this heart ended up. Start doing weird things, walking with these weird <laughs> pointed hats. No, it doesn't change who Asking you us are. to go light some crosses on I a know. Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Nikki after that heart transplant? She's gotten weird on us. Very angry. <laughs> you can live without a gallbladder, a spleen, appendix, lungs, reproductive organs, your pee-pee. No, right? reproductive oh. organs, how you make babies. Oh, okay. So yeah, like your ovaries. And your... <laughs> <laughs> you could live without that, though. You can live without your ding-dong. Yeah, you they live can... without your pee-pee. Yeah, they make, it, they make it available for you to go to the bathroom still. Uh, the colon, bladder, <laughs> stomach, tonsils, thyroid, eyes. Oh. You live without your eyes. Blind. Well, yeah. Of course, it's blind people. Well, I know that, but I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-mm. You wouldn't want to, but you could still be alive. Yeah. Can you give somebody eyes? No. No, no, no. It's like no, pieces no. of eyes can be donated, right? Like a cornea can be donated. There's something, a lens or a a they, part of your eye can be given up. I don't but know. not the whole eyeball. They reconstruct corneas and stuff, but I didn't I've never heard of an implant. No, I think you can donate living like I'm about to see if it's an eye implant that you can get. Yeah, you gotta chop up that body right after the car crash. Hey Bill, grab his eyes. <laughs> right there. Stop it. <laughs> Somebody just 15 minutes away needs them. A cornea donation. It says it can be life-saving and life-giving. Corneal transplants can restore vision, reduce pain, and improve the appearance of unhealthy cornea. Are you you guys organ donors? Yes, I am. You are, Nelson? It's it's up to my family to do that. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, so you didn't put it on your license? It's not on my license. Why not? Because I, I hate to even say it out loud, but I will, because I don't trust them. You don't trust who? I want to be, I want to be known that I'm dead. I want to be dead, dead. Who do you don't? Who don't you trust? The, the harvesters, the the people that are going to take your organs when you're dead. Yes. Okay. And, and where do because you... listen, if I'm laying on the table and you're looking at the whole of my life, you're going, man, maybe we could just. He'd be worth a lot more as a couple of kidneys. You know what I mean? I, to be honest with you, dude, with the shape you're in, I don't think anybody wants your organs. He's saying like if he goes to the hospital and he and there's a chance they could probably save him, but they don't. Because they really need his organs, though, let's let him go ahead and die. Right. That's what he said. I know that's not real. I know that's not how it works, but I can't stop it in my head. Oh, no, he might have a point. That's that's what he's saying. Because like, some people's families have said that they felt like the doctors could have saved them. Because they don't want him alive. They'd rather just. They'd rather get the organs. they get more money. So, he, like in his case, like if we had to make the decision. Well, they wouldn't we let would us make the, it. Well, no, no, no. We got POA. Okay. So, they, they come in and, and they're like, Jason, Nikki. You have it's power of attorney, by the way. Right. Jason Nikki, you uh you have to make this decision. We can save him mm-hmm. or 
you know, we can let him go. We can pull the plug and sell his organs. First question. First question is how much do we get <laughs> if they Finders. sell his organs? Yeah. So if we're making how much to let him go? Six figures. Seven. Se- to take a life. We Nobody's going to give us seven for no, that. Dude. I'm not worth seven. This is like an old Nissan Versa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's sweet of you to think, though. <laughs> this is like one of those cash cars you talk about. <laughs> I would save you, Nelson. Don't worry. Thank you. We think about it though, but then we'd save you. I think he would overrule you. No, he would save you. No, I'd drag it out until you died on your own. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd blame it on her for not making the decision too quickly. <laughs> and then I'd go on my phone to Carvana and buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> Lamborghini. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down will join us here uh, at about 20 minutes. First, our third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what new creature was found under the sea and which fast food change is making cuts. All right. We'll do all that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Here we go. Third round of headlines. Getting learned, Nikki D. Go ahead. Scientists went deep diving and they didn't find any dinosaurs, but they did find fish. H5. Scientists from Australia and Japan used a camera system attached to a weighted frame to film a juvenile snailfish. At a- so they went down about 27,000 feet. Two scientists, uh, one from the University of Western Australia and one from Tokyo University, they wanted to go down as far as, in- as, far as anybody has gone in the ocean. And when they went down there, they were surprised to find fish one of them in particular is they were surprised to find fish in the ocean as far down as they were they were 27 feet down so you know the further you go down they're thinking that things aren't living down there because of the pressure in the environment yeah um aquaman lives down there or at least his mom does well they have not found aquaman yet but they did find a snail fish is what they're calling it and they were able this time because they've dived before and and saw that somewhere down there. But this time they were actually able to bring two of them back. And they're saying some of their features is why they're able to live that far down in the ocean. They had very little eyes, a translucent body, and they have a lack of swim bladder, which helps most fish float. But they're able to stay down there. How far are they down? They went down 27,000 feet. Those fish are like, I'm happy down here. Right. How am I supposed to get back 27,000 feet under the sea? What a bunch of dicks. They're not going back. Why did you come and get me? Well, right. I didn't ask for this. Also, why didn't they die on the way up? You know, it's like you're used to living down there. You would think that they would die when they brought them with them. Well, it's kind of neat if you if you see any of those videos when they go to these deep dives in the, the fish, because it's so dark, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to live, they've developed into these like glow-in-the-dark fish. Mm-hmm. They're really trippy. It's kind of cool. That's where the dinosaurs live. Yeah, they, they haven't found Farther any. down. They live, actually, they live under the snailfish. <laughs> well, well, they want to go further down, but they're saying they don't have the money. So they need more money donated to them to get their technology up to par to go further down there. So uh, help them out. Donate well, some bucks. Well, go, yeah, okay. Go fund me for the snailfish divers. Right. Yeah. They said it's like. Because I don't have anything else to spend my money on. <laughs> <laughs> you want them to find the dinosaurs, you help them. No, I don't want them to find the dinosaurs. Keep them down there. They're happy, just like the snailfish were. But no, you I want to see them. I'm an animal lover. I'm not going down there and taking snailfish from their home. <laughs> Plus, every dinosaur movie has shown us if we let the right. dinosaurs out again, we're all dead. It's a screwed up situation. All we'll right. be fine. Very excited. Uh, I'm glad we know about the snailfish. All right, what do you got next? 
McDonald's <laughs> is preparing for some major layoffs, age six. The Wall Street Journal says the company is asking corporate employees to just work from home so that staffing decisions can be delivered virtually. So it was announced yesterday that McDonald's um, is temporarily closing their corporate offices because they have some emails and and some meetings that's happening this week because they're going to make cuts. Now, the thing is, they're not telling us how many cuts. They're not telling us the dollar amount, but they're saying they're just going to make some restructuring changes to the food chain. So about 40,000 McDonald's restaurants are located globally around the world. Are we still in a situation where were people trying to find jobs or are we back to the layoff things? Well, it looks like we're getting back to layoffs. What's uh, is that good news? <laughs> like, yeah, like, we're, we're, weren't we complaining that nobody wanted to work and yep. now we have too many people working? Right. Yep, that's what's happening. Okay, if we could only just hit that sweet spot. I'm just everybody's happy and everybody's getting paid. Maybe but, we're going to shuffle people around now to other fields with with the layoffs. And no offense to those that work at McDonald's, it's it's a it's a good job, it's a good company. Um, but if if you're like in high school and you get laid off, I promise you there's better things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't think don't think that that's the end of the world if you get laid off from your job at McDonald's. I don't think they're laying off the the high school kids. Oh. I think we're going more corporate here. People that's actually making coin. You know, I heard that a great place to work is In and Out Burger. I heard that too. Like there's different tiers. Katie from the Wake Up Call. Katie told us, and they start off with a a good little bit of money. Really? Yeah, they good. Seventeen dollars an hour. Okay. Good money, and it's like tiers. It's kind of like Scientology. Mm -hmm. You get to a certain tier, you get certain benefits and perks. With my Thetan, my Thetan count. Yeah, like you get to a certain, you get to meet Zion or whatever. Oh yeah. Finally. Yeah, but her daughter, like her daughter works her there. Her daughter works there, and I think she says when you get to where you can drop the fries, that's when a big buck starts. Right, in. exactly. Well, mm-hmm. I tell you what, I don't know how they're paying these guys that much because they don't charge very much at all compared to any other fast food place. I've noticed that. They don't. It was $8 for a combo. Right. When I was growing up, if you worked at a fast food restaurant, you were kind of laughed at. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause it really? Was, yeah, yes. It was not the cool job. Not when I grew up. And, and it, well, now- you know, when my daughter, she's, you know, when she moves out of here, she's, you know, I told her about the In-N-Out Burger stuff and she was like, yeah, I'm either going to get a job there or Starbucks or something. She loves Starbucks, you know, like all these fast food types of place. It's where the kids want to work. Yeah. I you worked know? at Burger King. And it's not just the kids. I shouldn't just <laughs> say that, but it's adults too. You see adults that are enjoying their job working at some of these places. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if they kind of figured out the equation of like, how do we get good workers Oh, you pay them more. Right. Oh, and you give them benefits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, when it's all said and done, all we care about is putting food on the table for our families and keeping the lights on. Absolutely. You know, as long as you're doing something legal and, and you've got a clear conscience at the end of the day, right, when you go to bed, that's what you want. I don't care where it's at. I'd flip burgers to put food on the table for yes. my family. I did that when I was pregnant, actually. Wow. Mm-hmm. I went back and took a second job flipping burgers. No, I wasn't flipping burgers, but I worked at the drive through did your belly hang out the window? No, my belly didn't hang out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See, there you go, trying to do something funny when I was working to, to take care of my baby I was getting ready to have. Did you have your baby at the restaurant? I did not. I ended mm-hmm. up quitting before I went into labor, but I worked for about eight months. Is that workman's comp? Yeah, you should have stayed there. You would have gotten... You have I it had on the floor? a full-time job. This oh. was just a secondary thing I was doing for extra money. Burger King. Yeah, I worked at Burger King. It was a cool place to have a birthday party. Everybody got little crowns. Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. And the crowns were, were fun. Did you we walk- got them as adults. 
if you if your water broke working at Burger King, would you be that good of an employee to put up the slippery and wet sign? No, I would not be that good of an employee. I would have went to the hospital immediately. Oh. But luckily for me, my water didn't break at all. Oh. Uh, Brad Arnold, uh, lead singer of Three Doors Down. Love Three Doors Down. I love Brad. Known him for a very long time. This is such a cool tour that will be here at the Hard Rock Live July 13th. They're playing with Candlebox, another great band, and hopefully we'll get Kevin Martin on sooner than later. But uh, wanted to get Brad on, talk about this tour, because it's the 20th anniversary of their second album, Away From The Sun. They've been out, you know, been, been doing this for a minute. It's very exciting for these guys. So we'll talk with Brad here next. It's The BS on 98 Rock. Hey, thanks for being here. It's 98 Rock. You're listening to The BS. Uh, my name is Bailey. Right there is Nikki D. And there's Nelson. Uh so, well, you know, I know I say say this every once in a while, like when we have a guest on, but, uh, you know, and I mean it every time. You know, one of my favorite people in this business is, he's the lead singer of Three Doors Down. Uh, Brad and I go way back. And, it, you know, when you see these guys and the success and the legacy that they're they're building and leaving, you just, in my position, have no choice but to say you're so proud of them and you're just so happy to see the success, especially when they're good people. Uh, and Brad Arnold, my friend, you're a good person. I don't know if anyone's told you that today, but I'm, I want to be the first to tell you, Brad, you are a good person, sir. Well, I sure appreciate it, man. You are too, brother. And I'm proud of you, man. Me and you go back. We, uh, I mean, we go back to the beginning. I remember our first interview and I, we sat down and, you know, I, 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 just, I was so excited to, to, to let you know that I knew where you came from in the radius. Cause like when three doors was, was when you guys broke, you broke old school, like Bon Jovi old school, you know, like yeah. you, you gave you, your music was picked up by, I think it was the Fox, right? The radio station that picked it up and they played it. And then you went to a showcase and then you became this, you know, multi gazillion million album selling band. It's man, it, for us, I always, I always say to people, you know, it's not how it happens, but it happened for us. Like it happens yeah. in the movies, you know, <laughs> and that's not how it happens usually, you know, but for us, by the grace of God, that's how, exactly how it happened. Yeah, and a lot of touring. You guys uh, are, are very much a, a tour band. I know there's a little hiatus later on in the career, and we'll get to the tour that you have now because this is the Away From The Sun anniversary tour with Candlebox, which is such an amazing tour, and it'll be at the Hard Rock uh, here in Sacramento July 13th. But um, that you guys are, are a touring band. You know, there's some bands that are studio bands. There's some bands that tour every once in a while. Three Doors Down, Brad, has always been a touring band for the people. Absolutely, man. We've we have played a lot of shows over the years, and and uh, I think this tour this summer is forty eight shows, and wow. it's forty eight shows within four months. And uh, somebody was telling me the other day, it's like, man, y'all are really going this summer. I was like, no, this is about my speed now. I'm about forty five years old, I'm not twenty no more. I can forty eight shows in four months. Yeah, I can handle that because that used to have been. I mean, that used to have been about 90 shows in four months, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, the, the, when you guys first launched back in, uh, you know, the day day, it was, I, I remember the tour, I think it was you, Shinedown, and it was either Soil or Sol, uh, Seether. It was Seether. Seether. Yeah. And, and you guys just, pl- it was like, you just never got off the road. I was like, how do you do that kind of lot. stuff? We played a lot of shows back then. And, and, uh, you know, even like on our, during the first record, 
us and Nickelback would go out and, you know, because our first record took off and their second record took off. Right. And uh, so, you know, they opened, they opened for us for a couple of years to where we played so much together that sometimes we just have to go play shows apart because it was like, y'all play too many shows together. <laughs> I mean, but that was, we were just both starting out, man. And I bet you we played, I know that one of those years back then we played like almost 300 shows in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. And you're, you're off the road and you know, you're, you're, you also like your house and you, you're, you know, you like to be home and you know, you like your family, you know, you, you love your family. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you, you don't forget your roots. I remember a conversation that we had uh, years ago, you're playing at universal studios and, you said uh, we start talking about cars or something and you like you, you had your you, like don't you have your original like car from when you were a kid or something is that lexus no the lexus the old school lexus you wouldn't give up yeah i had it forever and then i gave it to jen's niece and she wrecked it <laughs> <laughs> oh no how, how many days were you crushed over that i was pretty upset about that actually because <laughs> it wasn't like the, it wasn't just like well, it was pretty. It's still a pretty cool car. It was like twelve years old, but it was still a nice car. You loved and, that uh, car, dude. You loved that car, man. <laughs> I was pretty upset that you actually. <laughs> it's you know, you guys. Let's be honest. You've you've done well for yourself over the years, but yet you chose to drive this older car that you, you could have upgraded throughout the. I just always find that funny. Like when you hear the football player still driving the car that he had when he was sixteen or seventeen. You know, just because he loved the car. That's cool to me. I love those stories. You know what my favorite car that I own is right now? That I, Actually, I just bought it. It ain't a car. It's a truck. I got, I bought the kid down the road from me here. I live in middle Tennessee. The kid down the road from me sold his 1990 four-wheel drive Toyota six-cylinder. Man, it's in good shape, too. And <laughs> the 1990 four-wheel drive Toyota four-wheel drive, Man, I, I just because I, I have like a bunch of trails in the back of my property and stuff. Yeah, that thing is so awesome. I, it, <laughs> that's what I I, I would have loved. I would have loved to have had that truck when I was a kid because I was always banging around in little '80s Toyota trucks, little yeah. 22Rs. And uh, I remember this boy in our town had one that at the time, like that that was a new truck, and it was like all of us just coveted that truck <laughs> and uh, and so that I, I still man they get in it it's still old like it's got an ashtray in it I oh mean, that's cool you know, <laughs> don't even remember like cars having ashtrays <laughs> not <now>. at all <laughs> yeah did the, did the kid know that he was selling his truck to brad from three doors or was it just some you know probably to him old dude that has the nostalgia going on <laughs> no he knew we uh it's a, they're a really cool family that live down the road and, and uh kid gets out and works hard. He's a teenage boy. And he did his daddy. I'd got, I, well, he had got another truck and his daddy said he was just wanting to sell that one. And uh, they did have an old barn. It, it fell down, but it was, it was old and kind of needed. Uh, it, it was going, yeah. uh, but that's what uh, it, some of our older are. Well, for us in the night, we'd done our photo shoot in their barn <laughs> and in my backyard out here. And so they knew who we were and stuff, but they were really, really cool. Did you, 20 years ago, you know, as we celebrate the 20th anniversary from the second album that Three Doors Down put out, uh, Away From The Sun, which is what the tour is about, did you think, like, looking back now that you would be going on a tour to celebrate the two-decade anniversary of any album that you put out? Never, ever in a million years, man. I I sure hope so, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't think that we... I didn't think I didn't, I didn't know, you know, but 
by the grace of God, it, it's been it's been it's been a very crooked road and ups and downs and all arounds and yeah. back again and going again and back again. Yeah, yeah, that's the rock star <laughs> life. You know, and it, it's it's one thing to have a great debut album, in which you guys did, right, with a better life. But it's even harder to, you know, I always tell people it's one thing to achieve success, but it's even harder to maintain it. But for a band, Brad, is it not even more difficult and more stressful, especially, you know, writing lyrics and writing songs to come back and say, we've got to top that. And you, I mean, over 8 million copies sold on this album. So, you know, that's, that's, it's not unheard of, but it's not the easiest thing to do. Right. Man, I, you know, you have your, like they say, you have your whole life to write your first record, you know, and you have like two years or a year or whatever to write your second one. And uh, we put in, it was the first record that we ever wrote, like as a band with, you know, the Better Life was like a collection of songs we'd wrote over the years. And this one was really more of like a record that we wrote, like to be a record. And it was, and we didn't really know how to do that, except to just get in there and start writing some songs. And thankfully, like I was talking about with somebody earlier, thankfully, we wrote when I'm gone during the uh, tour for the better life. And it's the only song that we've ever wrote before or since on stage or on tour. Mm. We've just never really been a band that wrote on tour. We always say we're going to, but we never do. And, uh, but we wrote that song during soundcheck one day and, you know, it gave us a chance to play it a lot over that tour and watch it kind of grow with the crowd and grow as a song. And I think that by the time we got ready to make the way from the sun record, we felt like, when I'm gone, at least had a decent chance to be a hit. So it gave us a certain amount of confidence to go into the studio saying, I are going to the writing uh, sessions and saying, okay, I, we have a song that could, you know, if we don't write anything else, we got a song to get us going. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we got in there and we spent a few months. I forgot what the time frame was of white writing away from sun. I think it was three or four months or something. And, uh, we wrote it down and just rented a house down in Mobile, Alabama and, and met down there every day and just, had band practice and wrote songs yeah. and um, it was, it was a cool experience and it's, it's probably my favorite record experience for us that we've ever had. Why is that just because of the, the band at the time was just all in sync or what? Well, it was just like coming off the better life tour. And like, we realized like we were professionals now <laughs> <laughs> you know? and like, we we're going to go write a record as a rock band. And uh, it was amazing to me how it just kind of came out, you know, and, and I don't, I know, just I have good memories of it, you know, just like writing the song away from the sun of, of how Matt was sitting here playing the, the guitar part through it. And I was, I, I played the drums while we were writing that, uh, Josh Freeze played on the record, but I, yeah. I, I played on our first record, you know, and then I wrote that record on the drums and Josh played it in the studio. Um, but, uh, just sitting there and playing through that progression of away from the sun over and over and like, this, the only line that I really have of the song was away from the sun. And it was just, I'd sing it every time when we got there to that part, you know, and I was like, man, I need to, like, I don't know what that hook needs to be. And Matt was like, no, man, away from the sun. It, I like that. And he's like, right around that. And so I just wrote around the line away from the sun and, um, and just things like that. You know, I remember so much of it. Yeah. When, when you toured originally, you know, and again, 20 years later, now we're going to see you guys do this album, right? Front to back. Also with the other hits from Three Doors Down when we see you at the Hard Rock Live July 13th uh, here in Sacramento. Uh, again, this is the Away From The Sun anniversary tour with Three Doors Down and Candlebox. And we're talking with Brad Arnold from Three Doors. But did, was it 
during this album when you went and toured for it in, in promotion of the of the record, did you realize that you had a strong fan base when they're sitting there and they're, you know, kryptonite you put you know they're like oh my god and you know and you, they're starting to sing it back to you was it the second album tour or did it happen on the first album tour with the better uh, the better life well, the better life it got to be we were playing like about halfway through that uh tour we were playing some pretty big rooms and pretty pretty big arenas and things but away from the suns when we started kind of playing amphitheaters and and selling them out sometimes and uh-huh. and uh it's the first, like when the rec- when Away from the Sun came out and had some success. It's like, all right, we're here for a minute, you know, and like we got this, and and uh, I think it probably got a little cocky too, because you know we all started. I mean, it wasn't long till all of us was doing things we shouldn't have been doing, and right. not getting along, and yeah. having to have four band buses so everybody kill each other, and we thought we was like big stuff and you know you get out there and you tour with these other bands and they're bringing all their toys we want to bring all our toys we need some more trucks and buses and yeah silly boys silly silly boys silly boys it's the story of every band brad i mean it's you know you went through it but you can't at least you came out still together and that's right we did and a lot and alive mind you you know yes and alive (laughs) and alive two 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 big things that, that that you you have to have you know, you guys, um, and I've seen Three Doors perform a gazillion times. I can't even count. Uh, it's such a great live band. You you care immensely about your fan base, but you, you have songs like "It's Not My Time." That uh, you know, th- not every band has a song that evokes as much emotion as that song. And that song, over the years, that came out what two thousand eight ish. Um, you know, people that are going through some tough times, man. And and when you wrote that song, I don't think you had any idea. Obviously, didn't know what the effect was going to be down the road. But when you wrote that song, it was for a bunch of different reasons. But what people use it for now, right? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's not my time. I actually wrote it for a soundtrack for a movie, right? And it was for the movie Poseidon. Yeah, and where they're on a ship that's going down, and they're actually trying to escape the the death on the ship, you know, and they're running from it. It's almost like it's pursuing them all throughout the movie. And I never actually got to see the movie, but they, they sent me the clip or the trailer for it. It was like, all right, write this, write this. This is what it's about. And they write a song for it. And I was like, okay. And, and that was the second song that I wrote for a movie that didn't get used. And, uh, and I was glad that it didn't get used for it because, uh, you know, soundtracks can kind of eh, can not can kind of be the death of a song, really. Um, and and it's not my time. Over the years, has been one of my most rewarding songs I've ever written because I get to hear how many people is like, man, I found out I had cancer today, and I was pulling out of the parking lot, and that song came on, yeah. and it gave me the strength to fight. And I mean, I've heard that that verbatim, like. 40 times and nothing can be more rewarding than that for me. You know, it's like, I didn't mean it for it to be like that, you know? And I, I think, I think a good song is what, you know, they're talking about. And a great song is one that you can apply to yourself, you know? So mm-hmm. I try to leave lyrics open-ended to where people can apply them to themselves. Right. And, and uh, that song has been a, a very, very rewarding song to hear the stories of how it inspired people, man. Cause I mean, what else can we do in the world besides inspire somebody? Yeah, and, and you guys, th- that's kind of what I wanted to point out with that question. 
is, you know, your your lyrics are very powerful. And we live in a day and age, man, where we need an escape. We need motivation. We need positivity. And music is the best way to do that. Uh, so, you know, when you put together a tour like this, where there's hit after hit after hit, not only with Three Doors Down, but also another one of my fave uh, favorite bands is Candlebox, and I love Kevin Martin. Hopefully, we'll get him on sooner than later. But you guys, two, you two together, I mean, get out of here. This is like you know, whoever put this together needs to get a promotion. This is such a brilliant tour. I was, I'm telling you, man. When they told, me, I was, I was psyched about it. I've, I've been psyched about it, and I was like, man, this could be a good show. We because we played, we played a show, one show. To, I mean, we played shows like different bills and stuff that we were both on before, but we played a show together last year and I forgot even where it was, but I was like, man, that'd be a good tour. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and to see it come true and have those guys out together and especially on their farewell tour. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really special for me. Yeah. It, w- when you found out about this, you know, because Candlebox would be a decade behind you guys, Right. And Candlebox, you know, it's kind of now that I think about it, you guys have a lot in common. You know, if you were to break down genre of, of music and what you followed, because even though Candlebox was quasi part of the grunge era, they weren't looked at as the Nirvana Pearl Jam grunge. They were still kind of post grunge. And even you guys in Three Doors with, you know, the early 2000s rock, that active rock kind of get a little bit of that as well coming off the you know, the transition with the Creed days type of thing. So there's a lot of interesting similarities in the style of music between you two, but it is still 10 years removed um, with bands. So you, as a fan of Candlebox, when you first heard this, Brad, did you like at any time go, I hope that Kevin brings me on stage to sing you or change or something like that? We're definitely going to get on stage together and do something. I don't know if they'll come out with us, but have both bands out there at once or something. But I definitely like to sing one of them. I could mean because I, I could sing the words to that first record probably backwards. Yeah. And uh, I've just I've been a fan of those guys since that first record. And and um, it is you know, and both bands are very similar because we've we've neither band has ever been the most like celebrated band of that time or the genre. You know, we were neither one of us was, was ever like the coolest kids mm-hmm. in the room, but both of us been around for freaking ever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be here. I don't be here and be cool for a second. I want to be here for a long time. Yeah. Longevity's longevity is the key to everything. I could see you guys doing, you know, maybe uh, a, a temple of the dog or a mad season or something like that together. That'd be kind of neat. That'd be cool. Yeah. I can see that. Kevin got a great voice, and you know, Kevin. A lot of guys that's been singing a long time. They don't sound like they used to. That show we played last year with him, he sings just like he did the first time I ever heard him sing. Yeah, there's. Uh, I remember seeing uh, those guys years and years and years ago. I think it was actually one of the first times I met Kevin Martin, and he had a buddy. This is when I was in Orlando, and he had a buddy, and he brought him up on stage. I think to do you and the guy just butchered it <laughs> and, and, and it was his friend. So it was like, you know, you know, here's my boy. He's, he wants to sing. And it was a big fan of the band, obviously too. So then he kicks him off stage. He's like, dude, you got to go. I got to start this all over again. It was like one of those cool <laughs> concert moments, you know, one of those things. Nikki, do you have a question for Brad? I see you over there. Yeah. I, I just personally want to know if you ever plan to go back and watch Poseidon. Like, do you ever want to <laughs> sit down and watch that movie? I do need to go back and watch it. 
I do. <laughs> Maybe this is that's actually a good idea. Maybe this is what we'll do. We'll, we'll you know, I think there's a day in between your your tour days. Maybe we get you in Sacramento. We rent out a movie theater. Yes. Watch Poseidon with Brad Arnold. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, have y'all seen it? Is it a good movie? It's actually not that bad. It's pretty good. I haven't seen all of it, so we'll be watching it together. Yeah, Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> the first time that happened to me was I, the same thing happened with me on Spider-Man 2. And they wanted, they sent me like a 30-second clip. And they're like, write a song for this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, so uh, the one with Tobey Maguire and he's sitting there and, and with uh, Mary Jane and she's like, well, do you love me? And he said, you know, he's trying to protect her. But he's like, she's like, do you love me? And he says, no. Oh. And she said, well, how about one kiss? And like, and then Doc Ock like throws the car through the window and, you know, the whole thing gets interrupted. But that was the first line of let me go is one more kiss could be the best thing and one more lie could be the worst. He's like, you love me, but you don't know who I am. It's talking about Spider-Man. Oh, oh, that is so neat. I'm telling you, you learn stuff from this radio show. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. What's your favorite movie that one of uh, your songs has been on the soundtrack? We had really, uh, you know, I guess be like that in American Pie because that's yeah. really about the only one that we've ever really been on like that. But yeah. it was cool. It yeah. Was cool to- Amer- uh, I, I talked to like when you talk to bands like you know Lit and, and and stuff like that about being on those soundtracks. American Pie was the equivalent to you know the late seventies, early eighties generation for Fast Times at Ridgemount High. You know, and and that's our coming of age, Brad. You know, you and me. You know, the the American Pie days. So I. Uh, any any band that's on any one of those soundtracks i think is part of americana i just it's part it's part of it's part of any you know gen x is coming of age and you're a part of that yeah absolutely it's pretty cool long live gen x huh right uh right. we didn't ruin the world <laughs> <laughs> <Not really. laughs> we didn't do it don't blame <laughs> us all right uh brother i'm looking forward to seeing you i really am uh you look great i love the long hair you look so happy Yes. Um, and that's that's Thank the m- most important thing. I-, I love you to death. You know that. We've known each other for a very long time. And love you um, too, man. It- it's just I- I'm just I love seeing this, you know. I mean just love seeing all of it. And and with Candlebox too, that's so cool. So I will be there without a doubt. Everybody else is gonna be there. Hard Rock Live, July thirteenth. Uh you can get tickets at three obviously also on the Hard Rock website as well. And, uh, and this is the Away From The Sun anniversary tour. Two decades, man. 20 years. So congratulations. And we'll see you then, my friend, okay? Keep in touch. I look forward to it. Thank you all so much for having me today. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. That's going to be a great show with Brad Arnold. Three Doors Down, Candlebox, Hard Rock Live, July 13th. Uh, he's a good dude. Really good dude. He is a great dude. But I, I did notice you guys seem to have a little love fest or something going on over there. <laughs> You didn't notice it? Did, you're asking me if I noticed I'm it? I'm asking if you noticed it. It's like he couldn't stop smiling at you. He kept just telling you how great you were, how much he knew you. Y'all went way back. I, I feel like he wanted to come through the screen and hug you. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe I wanted to do the same. There's just certain people that you, you know, you, you, you know, like if you talk, sometimes you talk about it out loud. If you're, you're just, you know, the stupid radio guy, then people will say, well, you know, you just you're bragging or this and that. But there's certain, any job that you have. You're going to meet people if you've been doing, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. So you're going to meet people and you're going to fall in love. Well, I don't know if you're going to fall in love, but you're going to, (laughs) you're going to befriend people. You're some people, and then you're going to like some people. You're going to dislike other people. You're going to keep your distance. Some people don't want anything to do with you. 
Um, it's just, it's the business. Uh, there's people I, you're going to like a lot. I promise you there's plenty of people that dislike me. You know, <laughs> there's no doubt no about way. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and there's plenty of people I dislike, you know, whether they're artists or, you know, other radio people. It's just, it's, but Brad and I have always got along. I can tell. And, 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 you know, when I was coming up, especially in rock radio, they were coming up. So they would, they would be playing a lot of shows. I mean, they just, when I was talking about them touring, they are a tour, they they were a touring, touring band. So it was every year, you know, and this was early 2000s, the height of the new rock uh, alternative kind of genre that hit radio it was very popular for, for a little while, but it was the launch of bands like uh, Disturbed and Saliva and Godsmack and Seven Dust and Three Doors and Nickelback and, and those bands. And then you had the pop punk stuff like Newfound Glory and Ataris. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a good time in rock. Right. And, right. You, and, and it was maybe the last time that we had a surge in rock music with rock bands that people were into across the board. You know, it'll happen again. You know, rock's not dead. Uh, what's great about this radio station is they play not only those songs that people are familiar with, but also, I mean, I heard Phil Collins in the air tonight, Eminem, Lose Yourself. I mean, like different. So you have a nice variety of stuff. And that's what it was in the early 2000s. You had kind of that going on. And then, like, the OG stuff was the grunge. Right. That was considered almost classic rock. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So, anyway. That we've gotten that old, that grunge is now classic. What's that song, by the way? Bowling for Soup, 1985, when did Nirvana <laughs> yeah. become classic rock? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kid Rock, and Kid Rock's another one of those artists that was coming up at that time. And he he's 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 a big deal on, on social media today. You guys, buddy, buddy, love you, love no, you. Too. No, I'm not, no, no. Okay. I've met him a Just few times. He's I I I know I personally have no. I've met him numerous times. I've interviewed him numerous times. He's always very nice to me. Oh, okay, y'all just I don't know close. him like Brad. Okay, but I, I've met him numerous times. Now I know in the public eye, there's a lot of people that, or there's you know, 50 percent of the people probably don't like him because of his political views and he's very outspoken each into their own doesn't mean whether i agree with him on things or not i still like his music doesn't bother me the minute you put anything out about your political opinions though it's always going to be now you got to people feel like they got to pick a side but you know what you've got the right to do that that's the thing you know that's what i wish people would understand you cannot change somebody in the way they feel and the way they think nope not at all so just because you believe in something doesn't mean they have to believe in something. When in fact, what both sides need to do is try to understand where the other is coming from. I was just about to say, healthy discussions and conversations help you get an understanding. You like steak, they like pizza. Either go to a steakhouse and they go to a pizza parlor, or you find a restaurant that serves both. Go to a buffet. Go to a buffet! <laughs> they have steak and pizza, every buffet. So, so Kid Rock uh, does this video, where, and I didn't get it at first. I like literally had to look it up. It, it was kind of clever because I had to <laughs> educate myself on why he was so angry and he takes his machine gun and he shoots up what you don't know at first is just a bunch of cans and then you find and then he turns around and, and he you know curses out bud light and budweiser and you're like well, i thought that was kind of like his thing i thought right. he I, I thought he yeah like <laughs> post malone always drinks budweiser on stage like i thought like his whole career that was his thing he budweiser was, he was like the white trash kind of guy and he, he just drank it out of the can so they uh he was reacting to this recent team up from Bud, Bud Anheuser Busch, you know Budweiser, Imbev, uh, with 
transgender activist and especially one that's on social media that's i guess a big deal yeah i looked that up i saw it dylan dylan mulvaney is is her name and he's very angry that they've teamed up with them and the internet's angry well the people that believe you know in not what he believes in is angry that he shot beer cans with his machine gun just break that down for a second like let's just say Let's just say belief A would be Kid Rock and belief B, in no chronological order, mm-hmm. belief B would be the transgender activist side. Okay, uh-huh. you've got two different teams. So team A doesn't agree with team B and their way, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Team B doesn't believe, not necessarily in team A's lifestyle, but they don't believe that they should not believe in their beliefs. Right. So both sides don't like each other because neither one can change their mind to believe in what they want to believe in. That doesn't make any sense. No, because now you're it's at a impossible. <laughs> I don't know why people are mad at Kid Rock for shooting beer cans because he doesn't believe. Like you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to change Kid Rock if you're on Team B. Not at this point. You're wasting your breath getting upset about something you can't control. Exactly. And Kid Rock's wasting. Imbev doesn't care. So what's the answer? There is, well, the answer is is you have to listen, but nobody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. this has been going on from the beginning. It's never going to change. You just kind of have to, you know, navigate through the waters and then figure a way to, you know, like just understand. It's it's just a weird world that people get what people get angry about. If you can't control it, don't get angry about it. Are you telling me that there's nothing that, say, Mel's could do that would take you and take Mel's a club dying. sandwich and you would take your, your machine gun out and shoot up a club sandwich because of the, what Mel's had done in public? No. 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 no absolutely. You got to let people believe in what they believe and do what they do. If it doesn't personally affect you or they're not hurting you or offending you, let people believe what they believe. Dude, I've got so, like, it, it's kind of the conversation with when it comes to music. You know, Michael Jackson, for example, never convicted, but of course the stories of kids mm-hmm. sleeping in his bed and stuff. So, you know, the the idea is that he was a pedophile. He was a child molester, that kind of thing. Whether it was true or not, he was never convicted of it, right? So you're going to believe public whatever and go, okay, well, he was this. I guarantee you didn't stop listening to his music. Mm. Right? Did you? Right. I, no, no, I did not. Never. No, I didn't either. Never. Well, I never, I mean... It's not my go-to. Let's put it that way. It's my go-to, and I never stop listening to it. I have a hard time not listening to R. Kelly. I'm just saying. I was just about to say, even people that have been convicted, I, I have a hard time not well, listening. Well, R. Kelly. See, now, here's the deal. Now, if it's true and somebody was hurt, right, the R. Kelly thing's a totally different situation. I mean, the guy pretty he much did had, it. He had slaves in his house. <laughs> he did it. He had slaves living in his house in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Which was 15 minutes away from my house in Atlanta. He did. He has some of the greatest music. I know. Of all just time. like that. That one, I could say. You know what? I can't. I can't really. You know, pull up to a stoplight with your music blaring, dude. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but you know what? We play it. But I, I will say, I don't play it loud in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I wouldn't either. I still put it on but the I bar. I still listen to it. <laughs> You're never gonna change the way somebody feels, especially in uh, over social media, Facebook post, or it's just never gonna happen. Absolutely. I just, I just hate seeing people from both sides of whatever you believe in get so worked up and waste your time and energy. You know, do what you do. Believe in what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you believe in, you believe in that. But you can't push that on other people. That's both sides. 
Agreed. You just Both can't. Sides. You can't do it. Nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. You cannot force an adult to do something they don't want to do. You believe all rocks are pink. You believe that, and I'm not going to stop you. And I do believe that. You do. I okay. do. Absolutely. There's no way you're changing my mind. I won't. I won't even try. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kid Rock's going to be in town soon. If you want to go see. <laughs> go check him out. I don't know if he hurt or helped his ticket sales locally. I'm not sure. Uh, all right. So for the final round of headlines, Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you what caused a cruise ship to turn around at sea and where you might put your phone away at dinner. All right. We'll get you all that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's news. time for today's top two. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Go ahead, Nikki D. A woman falls to her death on a cruise ship, H7. The ship finally back in Florida this weekend, where passengers are speaking out for the first time. I would never expect that would happen on a cruise. Virgin Voyages Cruise, um, they were heading to Mexico when shortly after the cruise got underway, a woman fell from the top deck, landed on another person during her fall, and then shortly after, she passed away. Now, they got her medical attention right away. They're not sure what happened to her. Even today, with the updates I've looked, they don't know how she fell. It doesn't say if she was under the influence. The person that she landed on, luckily, was okay. But the cruise ship had to turn around, dock, of course, get her off the ship. But then shortly after, they ended up going back out to sea to continue their trip. Now, it did alter their route. They're not going to go to Rotan because of time, and they're not going to go to Costa Maya because of weather. So they're heading straight to Cozumel. But if you want a cruise and somebody died, like, as soon as it started, would you want to stay on there and keep going? Damn right I would. Really? Yeah, I don't even <laughs> think we should turn around. I think I would be a little they bit They could get off of the next stop just like everybody else. I want to know how she died if she landed on somebody and that person lived. That's just weird. Usually, the person that they land on dies. They 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 save your fall. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then yes. why didn't the person that she landed on try to like catch her? Cause you, that person, I'm sure, was just walking around minding their business. Oh. And somebody falls on them. It's not oh. like they knew she was falling. They were like, oh, let me try to catch her. Well, at last minute, you could. Probably make a weird move. She fell 10 stories. Scoop maneuver. You didn't hear her falling at some point? Yeah, like somebody screamed. 10 Really? She fell 10 stories. You couldn't possibly Um, catch somebody falling that far that fast. Is it just me or did the falling off cruise ships thing become a thing like just in the past 15 years? Yeah, you didn't ever hear about that back in the day. Never, never. I used to take cruises back in the 90s all the time. Because I lived in Florida, they're you know inexpensive those three day cruises, and everybody would chip in. Uh, I actually took a cruise one time uh, when I was in college. It's probably ninety six, and we made national news because it was some cheap cruise line, and we got stuck out at sea for seventy two hours because of the weather. Dang. And we were going to Freeport in the Bahamas, and we couldn't dock because the weather was so bad, so they couldn't send the pilot boat out. So they sent us back. And when we boarded the boat, dummies, it said, hey, you're going to have 10 to 15 foot swells. Whoa. God. I would have not boarded. To be honest with you, I looked at it, you know what that meant. I was like, swell, cool, swell. Yeah, that you means you're going to be sick. Swell. Yeah, like, it's not going to be a big deal. It was horrible. It was the worst experience. So we, instead, because we, we can't stay out there because the weather's so bad, so they sent us back to Miami. <laughs> and we couldn't dock there because the pilot, broke, pilot boat was broke. So then they sent us back to the Bahamas. No way. The weather's still nasty. The entire time. 
They were like, well, and this was pre-cell phone, right? So it was like, if you want to call somebody, you got you to gotta go up to the, the captain's thing. And it was a small boat. It and was, it probably was a long line. No, it was it was terrifying. I couldn't make it because it was so bad because the higher you get, the more it, it rocks. I, I remember bracing myself in a booth in the bar restaurant. And, you know, of course, you're surrounded by windows. And just for I, for the longest time going, big sky, big water. <laughs> Big water. True story. True story. Oh, my God. But you never heard of people falling off, committing suicide, none of that stuff. Maybe it just wasn't reported. Who knows? That's possible. It just seems like it was a thing the last 15 years. It's been a thing as long as I How do you fall off a balcony? I mean, if you're intoxicated, I must understand. Even then, though. You're an adult. Like, come on, dude. Well, she could have been pushed. Let's not. We have not. We can't rule that out. That's true. She could have been pushed. Maybe that's the new thing. It's like, I got to, you know. It was a great marriage for a good six years. Exactly. It's time to go on a cruise. He's got to go. You're going to die. It's time to, whoops, it's falling over. All right, second story. A ramen shop says, no phones, just eating, H8. In a city where people are seemingly addicted to talking and texting, some restaurant owners are requesting you put down the phone and focus on the person in front of you. Now, you're going to love this owner's name. His name is Koda Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, I knew you would like that. He owns an eatery called... The no Mercy Eatery. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's called Dabuchan. Dabucha. It's in Tokyo, Japan. And he said that people were coming into the restaurant and he noticed them ordering their ramen bowls and then sitting on their phone watching YouTube videos and not eating their food. We all know that when ramen sits in water, it starts to get soggy and it doesn't taste good. So he put up a poll on Twitter asking people if he should impose a no phone rule in the restaurant. Most people said they thought it was a great idea, so he started implementing. He don't put signs on the door or anything like that. Basically, you come in a restaurant, order your food, and then he's just going to come to your table and let you know. Put your phone away and eat. Okay, in a year from now, you're going to be doing a story about how the Cobra Kai guy went out of business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or got stabbed. People were like, this sucks. No. <laughs> Bring my phone. He said, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. And it seems like he, he's gotten pretty good feedback from it. Like, I'm in, not reading any people are going up against him. He's in Tokyo, not in Rome. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. That's why he came up with this philosophy. So if you see other people in a restaurant with their phones away eating, you do it too. You tattletale on them. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to do that. Then you bring over Cobra Kai guy and he... Crane kicks you. <laughs> what would you do, it. though, if you were sitting in a restaurant and somebody said, put your phone away and eat? Don't bite my ass. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But when I call over a manager for something, I'm horrible. But you're going to tell somebody to bite your ass. That's crazy. Well, they're two totally different scenarios. No, it's not. It's somebody coming up to you saying something you don't like or doing something you don't like that they're doing to you. But they did. the manager didn't do anything to us. He did. He did not. He well, that's her point. He the TV. He was supposed to do something for you, and yet he didn't. It's, it's, uh, I don't have time to get into this, but you're too tall. I was a, probably maybe. He said something dumb yesterday. That was, this is, that was dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Wrap things up here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate a you listening. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey, right there, Nikki D. That's me. And there's Nelson. Indeed. Had a good time. Thanks for joining us for the last four hours. If you're able to make it, 
as we chalk up another day and get out. I, I, go, I, I go back. I'm, I'm living in like two different places. So I got to go back to the new house and I got to go back to the Airbnb. I got to get a shirt and then I do this and this. And this. Why don't you just move all your clothes out of the Airbnb? Uh, because I'm not ready. Oh, okay. I'm not ready to move out yet. <laughs> that's, how much I, that's, how, that's how much I love it. <laughs> I do like, I mean, the place is great. The guy that owns the joint, he's, he's a very, very nice guy. Yeah. I can't because I got stuff going on. And now that I got Petunia here, I need a, I need a place to stay after it gets painted. You know, all this, all this stuff. But like we're going, so we had the biggest, the people that sold us this place were horrible human beings. Absolutely horrible human beings. <laughs> They, I don't know if they're cheap, they're dumb, or 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 just bad people. They're definitely cheap. But I've never seen anything like this where, again, I've been buying property since I was 21. I'm 47. I've never seen somebody, like they took an extension cord that was already up that plugged in lights on the outside. So like you go and you look at a house and you expect certain things to stay, like shelves. You know, that, mm-hmm. that are like, you don't really take, unless it's disclosed that you're taking it, usually right. leave it up. I even think it might even be a law. I have no idea. Not that I'm going to fight it or not. I just feel bad for these people because it's just, it's like dumb. And so they took this extension cord, right? They, like, so there's lights outside in the backyard. Okay. And I walked outside the other day and, and I was like, oh, let's go and see what this looks like. So it's going to be nice. And this is string lights. Uh-huh. You know, like you want to get at Home Depot and you got to plug it in and. And I'm looking for the switch, and so I hit the little button for the switch from the inside, and it turns on these other lights. Like, why aren't these lighting up? So, you know, I'm following the lights all the way through. I was like, oh, they're not plugged in. They took the extension cord, but they left the zip ties that they had the extension cord up. So they cut the zip ties. (laughs) So trash. But they left the, they they, they cut the zip ties, they left the trash, but they took an an extension cord, a $30 extension cord they took. That feels like it's on purpose. They probably really needed it, though, for their, their new backyard. Maybe that's why. I, I guess. Maybe like, it's a really good outdoor. Here's what I would have rather them done. Leave the extension cord, and I would have given them $30. <laughs> right. To go buy a new extension cord so I don't have to get my fat ass up on a ladder and do it again. Yeah, because now you got to tack it back up there. i gotta, yeah, I got to do the whole shebang, you know, and it's a pain in the butt. It's so weird with the stuff they left and the stuff they took. It's weird. You've been it's over very there. Weird, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's odd. <laughs> very it's very the odd. Extension cord, but you left that little curtain thing up. I, there. I forgot how much it drives me insane. Like the house that we're moving from, I know the ins and outs of that house because I've renovated the house. I've done everything to that house. So if something goes wrong, I know how to instantly fix it. Right. And I know where everything is at, and I know why everything is the way it is. I move into this place. There are no instructions. Like there's all this stuff, and they didn't tell me anything. They didn't leave me keys for certain locks. They just left a bunch of keys. Well, didn't explain where they were. There's all these boxes that are plugged in that light up. I don't even know what they do. There's no name on it. There's no phone number. There's nobody to call. So I have, well, also, isn't it like all of the all of the handles in your house have to be replaced too because of some nonsense? Oh yeah, that's the other, yeah all the um the the door handles. None of them lock. But like some of them don't even have locks on them. But they, they the ones that do. They don't go all the way around for some reason. Oh, like they didn't line it up right. So I, ju- I just had to order like 10 new door handles. <laughs> Do you know how much a pain in the ass it is to replace door? I mean, I know it sounds silly, but but it is. Like, come on, guys. You got to get the two like things and they never line up. And the first time you put the door handle in, it never catches. So it's not going to pull the trigger. So you got to take it apart again and put it back together. And I, so we go out and we're meeting our neighbors and they, you know, uh, the neighborhood loved, loved these people. 
I guess. I don't know. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, well, be careful what you say around this guy. Uh, He's going to talk about you. And, and I'm not if you're cool, but yeah. like you, like you didn't know, I guarantee you didn't know these people like we know these people. No. They left this place like a, a, a pig pen. It was trash. It was dirt everywhere. It was gross. Rings around the toilet. It was just really classless. Oh. So, um, so it got back to us that like it got, you know, they heard that I was trashing you know, them. Well, I wasn't trashing them. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking the truth and they got angry at it. And, and I'll, and I'll say to them what I would say to anybody else. Don't do things that people that they do good. Don't do bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you did bad. You should be held accountable for it. You're, you're just bad people. Like, and this was not a friendly exchange. Hey, what? This doesn't seem like a friendly exchange no. at all. No. So if I get your mail, it's going in the trash. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't think you're getting it. That's just I'll tell you what. To open it, right? I, I, tell you, away, I, cool. I tell you what, if you're listening, I'm going to put your trash in a pile. And I'm going to keep it. And if I find an extension cord on my doorstep tomorrow, I'll give you your mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to change that. Oh I got to change. I'm, I'm changing the deal. I want to wake up. And the extension cord's going to be back up. Up, yes. And the lights will be on. And then you get your mail. How are they going to get in to put it up? Uh, What's well, in the back? They have to sneak in the back. Oh, they got to sneak in yeah. to do it. Okay. By the way, pick up all your toys that you left in the backyard, too. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's like little balls, like little baseballs. Like, they didn't pick the trash up when they said they did. I think they thought you wanted to keep it because they had a little basketball yes that's thing, yeah so. that well that's exactly what i wanted i wanted 15 yeah. different small balls of every sport laying in my backyard <laughs> pool it, toys it's it's my dream home yeah yeah bonus <laughs> i was like thank god we moved here it's the ball house it's so cool house of balls thank thank you for leaving your trash for me to pick up lazy freaks all right <laughs> It's irritating. I want to find out where they live and I drop the balls off of their yard <laughs> <laughs> with their mail. They're going to call the police on you. Uh, all right. Uh, Nikki D, got anything before we get out? No balls for me. That's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Titi said. Mm-hmm. All right. Nelson? No, I'm just going to try not drop the ball, you know, from here on out. Yeah, actually, those are all Nelson's balls. He's, he dropped yeah. them all today in the backyard. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right, look, have yourself a great and safe rest of your evening. Thanks again for listening. Uh, at Listen to the BS on Instagram and Facebook, the Odyssey app. Get the podcast, please. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 3. Hey, bye.